Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Pray for the future for the last. Blinded by sin, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. as you told us to with an open heart and an open mind not in, not with a debunker spirit which is a spirit of Satanism but the debunkers don't realize it oh Lord our God we praise you and we thank you we thank you for helping us to understand how merciful you are just by virtue of allowing us to see the things that we see to hear the things that we hear to have recordings, hundreds of them, a literal map of the end times through testimonies and empirical information saved over 12 years, but to have it all come to a crescendo of intensity like we could have never imagined. How merciful is that to those of us who have been watching all while it comes with it a great emotional toll, a very difficult burden to carry with us. And to those who do not carry that great burden, I pray in Jesus' name that they fall to their knees and they come closer to you to understand how the throne room must feel as we approach the time of inevitable judgments seeing your very first judgment, yes, this week, since the 2019 pandemic, at least the first obvious one against the forces of darkness and the destruction of the Pfizer plant in North Carolina, one of the largest facilities of injectables in the world. Yet it's only the tip of the iceberg, Father, for the very few of us who are watching so closely, 
Father, I pray that you will open the hearts and the minds of those who listen to this program. Help them, Lord, because if I have a difficult time absorbing all of this information as long as I've been doing this work, then they will have ten times the difficulty absorbing the information. For as most of us know, Father God, through scientific testing, sociological testing here on the earth, even when we're reading or listening to a documentary, our retention is approximately 30%. And when we're overwhelmed with over 300 apocalyptic events that have been communicated to just this program alone in three days, having to pick and choose and not even touching the tip of the iceberg, not even barely grazing it. The Antichrist has clearly been allowed to do exactly what he said he was going to do. And we see how close we are. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will cleanse and totally purify us. Cleanse and totally purify our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirit, and our flesh. Our record-keeping books in heaven and our robe and gown in heaven with your precious blood, Lord Jesus. And Father, purge it with your holy fire. If there is anything in our hearts, anything in our behaviors, anything that is not worthy to escape all these things and stand before Jesus at the wedding supper, please eliminate it from our lives no matter what it takes. We pray for divine protection over our jobs for those of us who are burdened with that and blessed with it because at the same time, it gives us opportunity to do good through the love of Jesus in a time when so many are hurting beyond measure. Of course, that information isn't communicated with any of the world. You have to dig for it amidst the thousands of apocalyptic events that are occurring all simultaneously. Far beyond what a radio show that does for nine hours of broadcasting a week can possibly even graze the surface of. We praise you for helping us to see beyond measure, to not be, to, to appreciate the opinions of other people, uh, to appreciate their hard work, to appreciate the books, to appreciate our fellow brothers and sisters and their 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 blessed work on your behalf, but also to recognize with our own eyes and our own ears and our own spirit that we are way closer to leaving than most people realize. In fact, probably more. If, if I was to take a guess, Father, this is how blessed we are. We probably know on this program a hundred times more about how close we are to leaving than any other podcast in the world. And I say that with the greatest of, I don't even know what the emotion is because I don't know how to describe the emotion. It's not an emotion that's happy and it should be full of joy, but it's mixed. It's a mixed emotion, Father. And I just pray in Jesus' name, please, please don't let any of us stay behind. Please don't let any of us miss the barley harvest because it's going to be so horrible. I used to think it was just a great tribulation, but it's not. It's not. And people just do not realize. They just don't know. They don't. 
And Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that your mercy will shower down on us, that it will rain down upon us like a soft October snow, that your grace will fill each of our hearts, that you will strengthen us, Father, beyond our comprehension. For the information, the apocalyptic flow of data and events, empirical news reports, verifiable information, is so overwhelming that I've noticed, and I don't blame them, each one of those who communicate with me seem to have latched onto a particular topic. Every single believer seems to have latched onto a handful of topics, but very few are seeing all the topics converging, and I'm unable to communicate it. I can't. I don't have the strength. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus through a miracle of mercy that you will touch each person's heart. Open it so wide that they can miraculously receive at least enough information in their hearts to pull them out of the typical human or Christian place that we would normally come to, which is to latch on to a subject such as child trafficking or rubber masks that Biden might be wearing or whatever the topic is that we seem to gravitate to and latch on to. I see everyone latching on to things. It's too much. It's way too much. But it was part of the plan. Let each one of us in Jesus' name, with your anointing, please, drawing closer and closer to you, Lord Jesus, than ever before. Please help us in Jesus' name to make you our first love. Let us not miss the barley harvest. I really don't think any of us have the constitution to endure that, which will fall upon the peoples of the earth and the Christians are going to be here for the wheat harvest. During the day of the Lord, after the three days of darkness, I just don't, those who survive long enough, oh, Father, please, in Jesus' name, help us all to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand at the wedding supper. Please, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And, Father, I know that we all have responsibilities to try to get ourselves exactly right. But we also know that we seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness that Isaiah himself needed a coal to be held to his lips to be even considered to be found worthy to be able to see the glory that is ours to behold someday. But Father, in Jesus' name, I hold Mark 11.23 up before you on all of our behalf. It says, have faith in God. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, in faith, and believe that you have received it, it will be yours. And we're believing. We're believing, but we're asking with a contrite heart because we know we don't deserve it. Please help us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. And now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Lord Jesus, and Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Hallelujah. Amen.
you were hearing, a lot of people are taking it for granted or they are too busy trying to keep their heads together and whatever. Um, I'm deluged under it, and I praise God for that, and I praise God for the opportunity to present this information to you accurately and without uh, an inability to be able to receive extremely advanced concepts, praise God, because without the ability to be able to receive those extremely advanced concepts, I would simply be saying, hey, look at that, a strange thunderstorm. No, it's not a strange thunderstorm. It is a gigantic mothership, probably about 20 miles across. I cannot tell how big it is, but I can tell you it is definitely a mothership above the clouds, and it is wreaking havoc on an area of Italy with tornadoes forming all over the place, like a scene out of the day after tomorrow. And then there's a big X that shows up above the sky. But people, of course, out there that are seeing these things, which are very, very few, probably point out, oh, 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 one percent of the world population, if that. CNX flashing in the sky above the clouds, and they think it's weather modification. <laughs> no, it's not that there isn't weather modification. See, you have to understand the concept of how these things work, and people don't, and I don't blame them because it's way too much information. It really is, but thank you, Jesus. I guess I'm the guinea pig, <laughs> but... 12 years of doing this stuff, and my instincts kick in, and I know. I know that I know that I know. As, I, as much as I know that Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior, as much as I know that our Father is in heaven, and Jesus is at his right hand, and died on the cross, rose again three days later, let me tell you, I know this is a mothership. All right? I know these things. You know, at first I didn't, I thought maybe that was weather modification. And then I saw that big X above, you know, lit up above the clouds. And I thought to myself, no, I have seen gazillions, 
of weather modification events across my life. The problem is this. We always want to think that it's A or B, maybe C, but we never consider D, all of the above. We don't. Our brains as human beings are literally DNA programmed to latch on to something. That's what we do, invariably, all the time. It's got to be this or that, which is exactly what got Alex Jones in trouble over Sandy Hook. He saw that they had crisis actors involved. He had incontrovertible, absolute, unimpeachable evidence on video that there were crisis actors lining up like crazy during the Sandy Hook incident. So he went and told everybody that it was a snow job. Because at that point, even though he was raised in a conspiratorialist family by a father who knew, just like me, if, if, if Alex Jones was my kid, that would be the product. His, his information, right now, they, there are hashtags. Alex was right. Jones was right. There are hashtags all over the place. No one's denying anything that he's ever said now. The problem that he made was he chose A or B or C. Whoopsie-daisy. And that's what they crucified. You know, I don't want to use the word crucified, but it is metaphorically a, or analogously in a metaphorical sense. But they, they destroyed his life. I don't even know how many bankruptcies he probably had to, you know, to even still have any kind of a program. It's never A or B or C or it's never A or it's, – it's always all of the above. So when there is a Pulse Club shooting – when there is a San Bernardino shooting, it doesn't matter, an Aurora Theater shooting. And you remember that? How much do you all remember? How much do you all remember? And if you don't, how are you going to stitch it all together? You can't. That's my job. I can tell you it's a pretty hard job to do it. I should be checking into floor six of uh of uh, uh the town and country hospital here to get some some sanity rest. Praise God. I just don't think they'll ever let me out. Anyway, praise Jesus, hallelujah. So um yeah, this is a mothership hovering above a particular area. Doesn't the problem is that some of this information comes from Sources that are extremely well-connected, but of course, naturally, they always default to stuff like WeatherTech, you know, HARP or whatever the case is, because they don't believe in aliens. They're, they're in for a big surprise. Could it be WeatherTech? I suppose it could be WeatherTech. I do not think so. No, I do not, because all of the above must be applied, and we know. What do we know? We know that there are 28-mile-wide motherships. We know that Independence Day was not science fiction. If you don't know that, see, now I have – there are people that I communicate with that cannot let go of the fact that – the notion that aliens are demons. That's just – you know, even the concept of a fallen angel to them, it means it has to be a demon and it has to be interdimensional. And that's all they can ha- – they, 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 there is no all of the above. 
okay? That's the problem. Not for me, it isn't. I had somebody I was talking to today, and they said, well, where are the aliens in the Bible? And I'm like, "Uh, Isaiah 13, Joel 2, Revelation. uh, Do you want me to keep going? What about all the references to the host of heaven and how the Jews under Jeroboam, they would go up to their rooftops and everything, and they would light incense and worship the hosts of heaven. And then you go to church, and they say, oh, that's just the planets. I'm like, okay, excuse me. Let me just grab a shrimp fork and rip my spleen out and walk out with my head down. Wow. Wow. I stumbled across this by pretty much pure accident. It was an accident. I I was doom scrolling through my finely tuned Twitter feed. Now, this particular source is a great source of apocalyptic information. The problem is that everybody's out of a job. So everybody wants you to sign up for their podcast, or they want you to subscribe to their Twitter channel. So by the time that you get all your subscribed to all the ones that you want to subscribe to, you're paying about $500 a month. That's really what we've come to now. Because of the economy sinking, because of the third seal being made manifest, actually coming true before our eyes, we are living it. We are living the third seal. We are living the second seal. We are living the third seal. We are living the fourth seal. We are living these things, and we're even seeing bits and pieces of the day of the Lord before our very eyes. But we're not seeing it. Some are, some aren't. I'm trying my best to bring it to you as best as I can. I, oh, God, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for my job. Thank you for my job. But I... You know, I can't do it. I, it's, I need nine-hour radio shows. <laughs> I need three nine-hour radio shows to keep up with all this stuff. This is amazing. I hope you're hearing that sound at least kind of well. Now, I suspect that you're probably, I know that you're not seeing it. And if you were seeing the video, you would see one, two, three, four tornadoes forming under a black cloud sky and a little boy pointing up in the air at the X in the clouds as the lightning, you know, it kind of reveals the mothership. But there's more. Listen. Listen to me. Listen close. That is not. The sound of thunder and lightning. I live in the lightning capital of the world by the determination of some of the most brilliant meteorologists over my entire life. Tampa, Florida has been deemed by multiple experts over 60 years as the lightning capital of the world. I've lived here for 37 years. Listen, this is not Thunder and lightning. Listen close. Let me help you out here. Listen again.
That's not thunder and lightning. That's not thunder and lightning. 37 years in the lightning capital of the world. I've never heard anything like that before. I hope you're hearing that. I wish you could see it. But unfortunately for... That's a long story. I'm not going to get into that. We have reached a period of time where Obama, the Antichrist, where he said that you have to flood the world with so much information that nobody can trust anything. He has been successful, and God has allowed it. And still, so many people say it's the Biden administration. No, it's not. It's the Antichrist administration. It's the Antichrist. Mothership. Oh, you say that, Johnny Baptist. He's just a whack nut, crazy guy, that guy. Well, let's just see how crazy I am. God's Healer 7. Sister Barb. Oh, Sister Barbara. On the exact date of July the 19th of 2021, prophesied as follows, and I will read it to you. It is coming, exclamation point. It is closer than you think. The last days, signs, wonders, disclosure, and unveiling of truth. Your eyes will behold sights never seen before by mankind. Every hidden thing will be revealed. The sky will open and you will see an interstellar galactic battle. That's Second uh, Ezra 15, verse 28, in case you were interested. War in the heavens, war on the earth. Everything is now unveiled. Unfolding, men's hearts will fail them, many will perish, and man's sinister plan against man will come to fruition. Hey, <laughs> who would argue that? Oh boy. Anyway, um, Michael, the archangel, will step forward. Chaos, death, a pandemonium will engulf the entire earth. You don't say. I will shorten the days for the elect's sake. Otherwise, no flesh would be saved. My children, your world is about to be turned upside down and the true plan of the evildoers exposed. Have comfort and know that I am with you. I will protect my chosen. I will keep you safe under my wings. Keep me close now. Keep me close now. The great apostasy is in hand. July 19th. 4.59 p.m., give or take, 2021, God's Healer 7. Oh, but that Johnny Baptist, he's just a nutbag. He thinks everything's aliens. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, 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 hi. I think everything's an alien. <laughs> Oh, boy, men's hearts will fail them for fear of those things that are coming upon the earth. They really, really will. A lot of them will be Christians or, you know, Christians. Good Christians and not so good. 
There's so many different kinds. Gazillions of different kinds. All right. So anyway. So what does this sound like to you? And by the way, I have three hours of news and I've got 28 minutes before a guest comes on. What, what does it sound like to you? I will tell you what you should know. And if you don't, naughty, naughty pants on fire. Anyway, that is an, a duplicate sound of the beginning of the movie War of the Worlds. It's similar enough that you could practically take the soundtrack and overlay it. The apocalyptic sky that this little boy is pointing up into is very, very similar. Not identical, but very, very similar. Preview of the Day of the Lord, God's Healer 7 from 12-6-2016. Listen! The lions roar, the birds take flight. You can see the beast of the air. Look, shh, the sky. Shh, listen. This is, okay, you got to understand, this is a middle-aged, God bless her sweet whore. Hey, I'm older than middle-aged, so I can say that. This is a middle-aged housewife of a very kind man who lives in Pittston, Pennsylvania. That's up by uh, the northeastern side of Pennsylvania. Little town, very nice that have been doing prophecy work for as long as I've been doing this program or longer. Or no, 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 actually they came in slightly after. But anyway, she's given this vision and she says, and I'm reading it to you. This is, she, this is her speaking. I'm just repeating what she said when she was trying her best to describe what she experienced in her vision. Shh, listen, hear the thunder. I know how there can be thunder. The sky is blue. I know it looks strange. Something's not right. I have a particular feeling. Looking over there, it looks like lightning. I think we should go inside. Lightning and thundering to the east. I'm going to put on the news to see if something is going on. The newsman says, the lightning and the thunder can be heard and seen all over the world. The lightning is causing fires everywhere. What's that? It looks like airplanes. I don't know. I can hear sirens. No, there's something else. Yes, I hear it. It sounds like a trumpet blowing. Did you hear that? The news says the government has ordered our planes up. They are tracking something on the radar. Let's go down to the street and look. This is like the very beginning of the movie War of the Worlds. I can see the trucks coming on the road. I think we should go over to the store now. The local news just cut in and said that the schools are all being let out early. All the National Guard units are on alert. I'm going to stop at the bank first. Hurry so we can get back before the kids come home. We'd better hurry. We'd better hurry. The place looks jammed already. Put on the news. I can't. The TV stations are all off the air. I'm trying the radio. There's nothing. It's off the air, too. I think something is going on. Let's go see if we need to get home. Look, the street lights are working. We have to get back to the roads, see if the cell phones are working. No, they're dead. I can feel the earth shaking. Remember that the earthquake that we had, the doors were moving, the pictures. I think this is it, what the Bible calls the end of time when Jesus returns, the day of the Lord. I wish you could see this. 
Turkey. Now, our guest is uh, calling in from Thailand, and <clears throat> I do not want to be late, so we have communicated kindly uh, and given him, I don't know if he'll need a whole hour to give his testimony, and I'm very excited and will be very blessed to get to receive this testimony. However, um, after he completes his testimony, uh, which will be a powerful blessing for everybody, I believe, at least I believe in my heart, I believe that about every guest, because I assume and believe with all of my heart that since we're supposed to be wise as serpents, reptilians, and gentle as doves, our wisdom that God will give us will help us to glean information that is positive uh, and also let that which doesn't set well with us just kind of trickle into a deep blue sea of God's for forgiveness and forgetfulness. We don't have to receive everything right away. It's, 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 it's cumulative. I hope you understand that. Getting to the point that we all are climbing, this, this sanctification process that we're all going through right now, it's cumulative. Please look that up, cumulative. Look it up. It, it, it's a little bit more and a little bit more, and it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. Nobody arrives on the first day, okay? This is really – hold on a second. Oh, darn. I've gotten a lot of things fixed on the computer, but it better not blow up on me. All right, praise God. So we're going to be very blessed by our guest on the program tonight. But I, uh, after he, uh, after the guest segment, um, I believe I will continue to share with you what I can for the last uh, chunk of time that whatever we have left. Praise God. I don't want to roll things forward because when I roll things forward, I end up having. I had over 300 apocalyptic events. If you use Gmail, then maybe you can appreciate one full page where you have to scroll, 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 scroll to get to the bottom. That's 100. I had 300. And an hour and a half to put it together. <laughs> Hopefully you can relate to what I'm talking about. Praise God. All right. So anyway, um, I'm going to share with you next, since it's relevant to what I've just opened with, is this. I, did, I do not know this man. However, um, I do now. And I'm going to share with you what this man is explaining. He actually has video to back his claims. Uh, this is... Um, I'm just going to play it for you. The, evidently, this man is some kind of an expert on UFOs, and he's been out there blowing the whistle on these things for, like, decades. But people have thought he was a nutbag, kind of like me. And uh, now people are saying, wait a minute, this guy isn't such a nutbag after all. all right, I'm going to play this little bit for you. Okay, hold on just a second. Here we go. The back of it in color. Five separate gases coming out of this reptilian tanker dropping five gases at 300 feet. You're smoking their gas today because they dropped this gas only on technically advancing communities on the planet, okay? Every four to six weeks. So you could be getting it today. Not one. One, two, three, four, five, six. They didn't see it because everybody's minds are controlled to not see it, just like a stealth system. 
So the commander of this squadron made sure that that stealth was turned on. He forgot to turn on the stealth that prevents the camera from photographing it. The reason you don't see these, they're flying all over us. There's hundreds of them. There's thousands of them every single day on your planet. They're dropping the gas. So your mind is being controlled and you don't function normally or, or how you should function. We are being mind controlled, uh, not for the last couple of weeks, but for thousands of years. Remember where the Bible says, I think it's like Luke 18, verse 7 or something like that. All things will be revealed, and it basically says, here, I'll, I'll read it to you. Most people won't get it. Um, that's okay. Luke 8, verse 17 to 18. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed or anything hidden that will not be known or brought to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. See, remember when we had Elaine on and um, I said, you know, glean. Don't be too concerned about the timeline. Look at the evidence. Listen to what I'm telling you. And I'm not claiming anything. I'm just showing you the facts, the figures, and the Bible scriptures. Now, nothing will, is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. One of the things, and it says, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken away from him. Segue that into men's hearts, failing them for fear of those things that are coming upon the earth. Upon. La, 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 la. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fox News matching contributions to the Satanic Temple. You say, no way! I say, yes way. Rupert Murdoch as a shape-shifting reptilian. All of us have known this for years. Has gone drastically in the complete opposite direction. That once made their company very, very successful among real Americans. We've told you how Fox News was pushing their employees to support the trans movement. And to make matters even worse, they fired their top host who had the number one show on cable news, Tucker Carlson. All of that is terrible, but now it's gotten far worse. It's something that's hard to even imagine. You believe this. You can barely even believe a channel who pretends to push God, family, country would do something so horrible, what I'm about to tell you, to the viewers that watch their channel. Now Fox News is matching employees' donations to the Satanic Temple. Okay, and that was a Newsmax report. <sighs> Have we arrived or haven't we? <laughs> Anybody who debates the timeline that I am uh, shoving in your face, okay, is not paying attention to the entire body of knowledge. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And I, the reason I mentioned Elaine was because uh, one of the things that you can glean from what he was able to uncover was that Luke is focused mostly on it's not that you don't, don't do not get confused and think that Matthew is for somebody else Mark is for somebody else and Luke is for somebody else we 
the only place that I see any relevance to that, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to debate or disagree with anybody, but I'm just saying, is is Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. That is the Olivet Discourse. And these are the scriptures that I'm sharing with you predominantly because that's where we are. All right, praise God. And so there's so much in Luke that is relevant to the the barley harvest, the first departure, folks. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, listen to this. This is a commentary um, about a lot of people are fussing about Jason Aldean's uh, recent release and getting blocked by the Country Music Channel. Uh, I, again, am a citizen of heaven. I hope that you are, and we are to carry our cross to Golgotha and be exactly like Jesus in every way, which means that we are what? Pacifists. Hacksaw Ridge. Watch it. Pay attention. Thank you, Jesus. Find out what the Quakers did during the Revolutionary War. Understand what a proper Christian is. If you don't, I'm not seeing the barley harvest. All right, praise God. All right, now listen to this guy making a comment. I think it's pretty, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to watch my time. I'm going to mark this one for a move forward. He makes a very, it, it, it's a very poignant and actually comical comment, nevertheless. All right, so breaking news came in this week. Um, breaking, and I'm going to read it. Breaking news, Senator Rand Paul told Breitbart News Daily that he has criminally referred Dr. Fauci to the Department of Justice for prosecution. Now, could it be that Rand Paul doesn't quite realize what he's dealing with? Hmm, maybe he does now, because Within a few hours after that, Senator Rand Paul's office was burned in a raging fire Friday morning, coincidentally following one day after referring Dr. Anthony Fauci for prosecution. The cause of the blaze is, well, currently unknown. Sort of like the gazillions of chicken farms and the gazillions of food processing plants and the fires that are burning. I mean, you know, no, no, it's, it's, I'm sure it's all just a coincidence. It must be that carbon stuff, you know, not enough carbon and or too much carbon, that's what it is. If John, if we could just get John Kerry to stop flying in that darn jet, everything would be just fine. And then we had, thank you, Jesus, we had uh, a, a, um, a judgment of God. Hallelujah. One thing they can't do with weather modification is they definitely cannot steer a tornado. Tornadoes are um, hellions. Okay, you know, now maybe Satan can, I don't know, I, I, but I'm telling you, according to my Bible, and I can pull you up the verses to show you, God controls the weather for the most part. In other words, he can take their attempt to manipulate the weather and throw it right back in their face. Okay, but anyway, the Pfizer building, the lar- the largest facility supposedly, 50,000 square uh 50,000 pallets of injectable poison and mRNA were wiped out by a tornado. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. And let's continue with the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong.
right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's a good thing that the uh, Golden GIB studios have uh, a feedback loop going into my headphones so I can hear myself talking, else I'd be talking to a muted microphone. Isn't that funny, kids? Because I'm just a funny guy, right? But it's not funny that I didn't do the jokes with you, is it? Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there that just tune in for the jokes and then flip the switch, probably turn it off and go, I got to get away from that guy. He's too apocalyptic for me. All right, so kids, why did the hipster burn his mouth? He drank the coffee before it was cool. <laughs> kids, he drank the coffee before it was cool. Got to wear sunglasses. When you say that joke, you got to wear cheap sunglasses. How do poets greet each other? Hey, we have – wait, uh, we, uh, wait a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, we haven't – no, it's, it's dorked up. Okay, so this was written badly. All right, so I'm going to have to fix the joke. I get it. All right, kids, are you hanging in there for me? Okay. It's a broken joke. It's a broken joke. How do poets greet each other? Hey, haven't we metaphor? <laughs> You're pretty smart, kids. You get that one, don't you? Come on. All right. Hey, you didn't even need any prompting from Spanky. Why did the Oreo go to the dentist? Because he lost his filling. <laughs> kids, lost his filling. Get it? Let's hope it wasn't a double stuff for you. That's going to be one big bill. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's continue with the news. Praise God. So I'm going to mark hold on this one. Hold and roll forward. Hopefully I'll be able to hit it on the next go around. All right. Um, yeah, we can hold on that one. It's too creepy anyway, and I just, I just, uh, it's, it's the adrenal chrome and horrible things that they do to kids, and I think we all pretty much got that by now. Uh, but it is, it's, some people need confirmations, and this is a CIA guy that's uh, set up a website and everything, so... Let's listen to what Donald Trump has to say about the sound of freedom. I think it's relevant and important, so we're going to listen. I am, anyway. To host a screening at Bedminster of the important new film, Sound of Freedom, about the power of faith in overcoming evil, and in particular, the evil of child trafficking. Big problem. We had it down to the lowest number in many years, just four years ago, and all right, so I'm going to hold off there. He explains that he signed several um, uh, executive orders that stopped, uh, that nearly put an end to tra child trafficking, at least, you know, the vast majority of it. Let's put it that way. They will never completely put an end. Trump does not, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. You have to understand how evil this is, and very few people, not Jim, uh, Caravazel, or whatever, none of these guys have any idea 
how sick and horrible this stuff is. So did the executive orders do a wonderful job? Well, according to the experts, Jim and everybody else and Sound of Freedom people, yes, they were fantabulous executive orders, and they did a wonderful job cutting way back on it. But believe you me, folks, it's way sicker. Oh, my gosh, it's so horrible. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And then another headline reads... Breaking Trump vows to institute the death penalty for child traffickers after he screened the sound of freedom. Okie dokie. Now, this is neat, okay, and I'm just going to share this with you. I, I have to give you the visual. Imagine three puppy dogs, a little doggy, a Dalmatian, and I'm not sure what that other doggy is. He might be a mix, but they're two big dogs and a little dog, and they're all standing in front of the TV watching Donald Trump on television. But what's really funny is when Donald says what he says, the doggies sit down. Let's listen. Sit down. Sit down. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I wish you could see it. It is really cute. Uh, the doggies, <laughs> Donald Trump's telling them the entity inside the uh, media room when, when he was president. Sit down, sit down. Uh, because, you know, eh, whatever. And anyway, the doggies did. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This is also very important. I don't know if we will have. Now, I'm going to tell you before I, oh, I'm going to play these things. These are important. These are really important. I'm going to try to play at least some of these, and then we will bring on our guest, and we'll see how it goes. Because we have Oh, my goodness. Wow. There's so much important. So we're going to have the guest segment, okay, which is going to be just a total blessing and just absolutely anointed. And then uh, on the back end of the program, we'll try to shore up what uh, the apocalyptic news is out of control. I mean, really, it, it, and, and I know that I said that, but I don't think I can say it enough. All right. Praise God. Um, I, I can mark this for later. I don't want to, but I have to. This one and this one. Remember, 300 apocalyptic events, and I just, oh my goodness gracious, it's absolutely out of control. All right, but let me go ahead, and I want to, I want to remind you, I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but um, when they um, pulled and got a hold of um, the emails, um, during the Clinton uh, Draco reptilian event, <clears throat> nine foot tall Draco reptilian event, the email server and all that kind of stuff. When they went through it, they found an email that said, and this is go. It was all the way back to 2016, and it was written to uh, Donna Brazile, uh, who is the DNC chairperson, and the email actually said. If that blanking blank wins, and by the way, think of the most foul words you can think of. If that blanking blank wins, we're all going to hang from a noose. You better fix this blank. Now, when you're dealing with a Draco, that's actually some pretty nice language. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's, that's 2016. That's absolute, but you have to understand, you know, for those of you who understand the term frazzle drip, you understand what we're dealing with. I don't want to bring back any horror things to you. I don't want to give you nightmares, but we are dealing with some, some of the sickest, most foul, most horrific, unbelievable evil that the world has ever seen. 
All right, praise God. All right, thank you, Jesus. And if you hear a bell ringing in the background, it's because, you know, Amazon delivers continuously. All right, so anyway, um, now before I... I'm going to reverse some things. I just want to play this little ditty for you. And then we're going to bring on our guest, praise God, because um, uh, I don't want to hold him up or, because uh, it's going to be exciting and, and, a, and a mighty blessing for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, uh, but listen to this. Um, I cried when I heard this. You know why? Because I felt guilty, um, very much like Glenn Beck and some other people, for feeling so negative about Donald Trump in 2016. I struggle with a lot of things associated with some of the, but it's, it, I, most people would normally say, and I understand, I understand that he was in on it because he's a billionaire and all billionaires are in on it, right? That's false. So, um, and I know people right now that will disagree with me and I don't care. I'm going to play for you a act, Donald Trump speaking in 1987. So I have already repented in tears. Okay, now granted, I don't think he's some ambassador or progeny of King David or any of that nonsense. And I certainly don't. To me, it's just watching a movie go by because I'm a citizen of heaven and I'm leaving this place. This is not my home. That's what the Bible says, and that's exactly how all we're supposed to be acting. Those who are friends of the earth are at enmity with God. Read the book of James and understand who we are. We never put – this is none of our business. We're just watching the world go by, and we're touching people's lives and being Jesus. That is who we are. All right, but I want you to have perspective. Hallelujah. Because there's a lot of people out there flapping their lips that don't – do what they ought to do. And it's unfortunate. It's just awful. And then, of course, then we are accidentally influenced and inappropriately primed to think something that is inaccurate. And then we, hopefully we repent and we talk to the Lord and everything's fine and we pray appropriately. All right. And I am not one to not take correction from my father. I want correction. I want him to reach down from heaven and whack me upside the head with a frying pan as much as he needs to. Ow! Speaking of which, and here's a 1987 David Letterman excerpt of Donald Trump, 1980. That is one year before my daughter, who is 32 years old, was born. Listen to this. Uh, and, and what about the uh, – are people trying to draft you to run for president up in New Hampshire? Well, I guess a lot of people want to see this country uh, – it's, it's a shame what's happening. Japan, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, they're all – everybody's taking advantage of the United States. People know that if certain people are running a country, that it won't happen. I mean, when you look at Japan – not paying for the defense. We're defending Japan. We're losing billions and billions of dollars. We're fighting for AIDS help and for farmers and for this and that. And it's a shame. And, and the Japanese folks, who I respect greatly, but they're not, they're not treating us fairly. They're really not treating us fairly. Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, they're not paying us anything for the services we're rendering. And I think it's a disgrace. And I think people look at certain people, and maybe me, if, that, if I were in a position, this country, believe me, would not be ripped off like it is and it, it is just being ripped off so badly by our so-called allies yeah so so that that's a pretty uh, uh strong statement so now are you I don't saying think it's that strong i think it's fair and by the way i have tremendous respect for the japanese i have i do a lot of business with the japanese and they smile about it too they know it 
The country is losing billions and billions of dollars to Japan, and we can't afford to lose. And it's a shame. It's but a so shame now, are you, are you saying this by way of indicating that you could do it better, and you do intend to run for president at some no, point? No, I'm not going to run for president, but I, I think somebody... Now, in, do... in eight years, if you came back, would you have a different answer? In four years, I tend to doubt back. it. I really tend really? to doubt it. But I, I just think that there's so many ways that this country can straighten itself out, and we're not going about those ways. Cutting yeah. farm aid is not the appropriate thing. Cutting help for the homeless and help for the poor yeah. and welfare... Certain things can be done that really will mean big dollars to this country. And those things are not being done right now. Uh, 1987. The David Letterman Show. I've already cried my tears. Anyway, on that note, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise God, we are going to bring on our blessed guest who is calling in from the other side of the world. As a matter of fact, if you drilled a hole straight down from my home, he and I would be hanging out together. Praise Jesus. Let's bring him on. This is our brother, Anthony Reitberg. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and here we go. Praise God. Brother Anthony, are you there? Uh, yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Oh, perfectly. You sound wonderful. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Uh, now, I don't know, uh, because I just don't have, you know, if it wasn't for the people that helped me do this program, I could not do it. And I praise God every day for their help. And I thank Sister Nancy continuously. I thank Sister Mary Lee and, and Sister Vera and everybody that's helping us to put the show together. But I work a full-time job, 50 hours a week plus, and then do nine hours of radio oh. shows. So thank. So I wanted to let you know, because I don't know what Sister Nancy told you or what she, what she did or did not tell you. But I will, as a, um, I wanted to help. I wanted to be super kind and help you understand, in case you weren't already told, how we do this program. We see this as an electronic ecclesia. We see this as a global outreach. Okay, and because of that, we like to take the guests. You know, it's non-interactive, and I'm going to, just like you were in a church, if you were given your testimony in a church, you would walk up to the podium, the pastor would introduce you to everybody, which we're doing right now, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and then uh, the pastor would take his little folding chair and go back and sit and behind and let you talk to the uh, congregation, and that's exactly how we work this radio show. So um, please feel okay. free. And led to share your whole testimony, what you feel, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, share it with us. Bless the people, the listeners that help them to be touched by your experience because it's vital. And you know that better than anybody. So thank you so much for joining us. And at this point, I'm going to grab my virtual folding chair <laughs> and go walking okay. back to the end. <laughs> And hand the microphone okay. over to you. Thank you, Brother Anthony. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Amen. Thank you for coming. Uh, uh, yeah, if you could just intermittently 
uh, maybe make some comments. So I know you're still there. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. Oh uh, well, I can um, always uh, hit this. I can hit a ding. I can, I can hit a ding, or I can. I okay. don't know. I can say, <laughs> "What's up?" How about a buzzer? You want that? How about well, we can have crowds cheering? How, would, would that work? <laughs> Praise yeah, that's Jesus, fine. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, pretty dark world. We got to smile a little bit once in a while, don't we? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I'm here. So if you ever need to, you know, I, I won't go anywhere. But normally, I don't okay. make sounds. <laughs> but I'm here. I promise. <laughs> now, okay. if you, if you're, well, feel free to ask off, questions along the way. Um. I want to hear your testimony. I certainly don't want to interrupt okay, it. Okay, okay. But okay, I mean, if oh, something okay. jumps up, yeah. one thing is for sure, I can promise you, if your audio goes wonky or weird, you're going to hear me talking uh-huh. at the speed of light. <laughs> I'll be like, Anthony, okay. Anthony, are you there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's all yours, brother. Thank right. you so much. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Uh, so my testimony begins when I was 15 years old. I'll just give uh, some background. My parents are migrants. My mum was born in Italy, uh, but she grew up in Mary Hill in Scotland, and she came to Australia in the 60s on a ship. And my dad, um, his parents, I believe, are Dutch origin. We're not exactly sure uh, because most of the children had fair skin, but the 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 last few children have olive skin so we're not sure about my dad but my dad seems to think that his dad is jewish but he was born and raised in indonesia and back then uh it was called uh, batavia java and they were several generations of uh, sugarcane planters of course the the dutch east indies company came to the Southeast Asian archipelago hundreds of years ago. And so my dad had this experience when he was little growing up in Indonesia where he was in a hut and he was dying of malaria and he came out of his body and he saw very clearly the Southeast Asian archipelago. And he also remembers seeing these demonic demons floating around the hut. And then when the movie Gremlins came out, he pointed at the TV screen and told us all, that's it. He had already seen those when he was little. Well, when was it Sukarno or Sahato took power and they said the Dutch have to leave, his mother took the kids to Rotterdam in Holland, and then from there they took a boat to Australia. And so my dad, I think he pretended to be Catholic just to please mum. When he met my mum, he was wearing a Star of David. Uh, I think he thought that that was a a way to impress my mum. And... My dad was actually into a guru called Loxan Rampa that has a third, a creepy third eye. I remember when I was a little boy, my dad used to show me 
his Loxan Rampa book, and there was a picture of a person. It was black and white, and it was connected to another person. Well, sorry, there was an umbilical cord connected to him. Like this is this was the first time I'd seen anything about astro traveling. So my dad was talking about how you can come out of your body at night. Now, as a little boy, it just happened. I don't know why it happened, but I distinctly remember when I was about five years old, that, that's my earliest memories is coming out of my body and floating around the bedroom with my little brother and my body, this physical body was lying on the bed. Now, of course, back then I didn't know it was demonic. Uh, but when you're little, and you're innocent, you're protected. And I saw my soul as like a white garment, as though silk was spun with light. It's hard to describe, really, or as if light has spun like silk. It, it was a quite a beautiful thing. But I, I realized from a young age that the real, the real us is a living soul. And so... When I grew older, I could no longer do it comfortably because as soon as I began to sin, so maybe at the age of 10 or 12, I forget, I was starting to steal money from my mom's purse. So I could buy things at the tuck shop at school because my mom rarely gave us anything. And then finally, finally, our lives changed forever. When I was 15 years old, my dad tells a story. My dad was driving up the Sunshine Coast. We're from Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. He was driving up the Sunshine Coast and he picked up a hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker started to witness to my dad about the kingdom of God. How that the kingdom of heaven is coming to this earth and will take over all the kingdoms on this earth will be obliterated and all the kingdoms will become the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, my dad was mesmerized by that. He said that it planted a seed in his heart. He had never heard such a thing before. My dad claims that when he stopped the car, the hitchhiker got out. My dad turned around and the hitchhiker disappeared. So my dad thinks it might have been an angel, but he doesn't know. Well, that seed was sown. My dad came back. I think his younger brother was in the process of getting to know the Lord, watered that seed. My dad got born again. At the time, there was a Pentecostal church that was renting a church in our hometown in Brisbane on the south side in Benoon Sunnybank called St. Barnabas. And there was a ministry called Reach Out for Christ Steve Ryder. Now, Steve Ryder, I have to tell this story quickly. Steve Ryder is a former bank robber in Australia. He was on the top 10 most wanted list for armed robbery by the federal police. He was arrested and imprisoned, I believe, in Melbourne. And in the next cell, there was a Christian in prison for something. And that Christian would witness to Steve Ryder through the pipes that connected the toilet. So he would yell into the bowl, the toilet bowl, and preach Jesus to him. And Steve Ryder said he put his ear to the toilet bowl to hear the person in the next cell preach the gospel to him. Well, Steve Ryder did a Bible course in prison. 
He came out, he fasted and prayed for three days. He found out he was called as an evangelist and churches were springing up everywhere. And so I was 15 years old. My dad pointed to John chapter 3, verse 3, grabbed me, took me, shook me, and showed me that Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I tell you, that shook me to the core. I was raised Catholic. Nobody ever took me to the Bible. Nobody. I was shocked. I couldn't let it go. I was shaking. I remember going to bed, not knowing that the second half of the Hail Mary was unscriptural. I was praying the Hail Mary and the Our Father over and over again, because as as a former Catholic, when you go to uh, confession, they you know will give you penance, and you have to repeat these prayers repeatedly. And so I was shaken to the core. I could not wait to go to church. And then when my dad took me to church. I had the impression people were worshiping the Lord, that God was listening. And the preacher, his face was glowing. It was scary. You know, you you see a a man of God, he's scary. And I was scared to get saved. But when I answered the altar call, I was never the same again. I jumped out of bed. I went to school. I was in grade 10 in high school at the time. I was telling everybody about what had happened. I couldn't, I didn't know the Bible, but I was saying, Jesus, you've got to get born again. Come with me to church. Hey, I was telling everybody I was a changed boy. And I was always bad at school. And all of a sudden, my grades started coming up. I think that God helped me. I believe that. I believe, I believe Jesus just made me smarter. Um, I was slightly autistic as a kid. I remember in primary school, my mom used to weep over my grades. Now I'm getting passes in English, maths, and science. And later on, I went to, uh, in America, you you call it LPN. In Australia, we call it EN, enrolled nurse. And then after that, I went to university. I did registered nursing, a bachelor of nursing, and then later a master of arts in international studies. At that time, I saw a change in my dad. My dad stopped drinking and smoking, stopped running around. He became a Christian. My, my, our family got blessed. We moved out of like a lower socioeconomic neighborhood into a better neighborhood. I remember my dad started working for one of the richest people in Brisbane, painting his house on the Brisbane River. His name was Keith Lloyd. But my mom was still a staunch Catholic even though my dad managed to take her and grandmother to church, they would not convert. And so my dad felt very disappointed about that. And so he felt that he didn't want to be equally yoked together with my mom and eventually um, divorced and remarried, not realizing that that was actually a sin. (laughs) Um, Because he was quite zealous, but I had this experience which changed my life. And when I was 15 years old, this is the last time I came out of my body. And this experience was quite unique. So I'm not sure if this, I I cannot actually say this was like astro traveling. 
uh, I came out of my body. And when you're out of your body, your senses are very in tune. And I thought the house was on fire. Literally, around the house, there were flames coming up around the house. And, of course, years later, I saw a scripture in Isaiah that explained that. Because the Bible says that hell from beneath thee is moved to meet thee at thy coming. I couldn't find any other explanation for it because I actually thought the house was on fire. But what I didn't know at the time is that there had been a dimensional shift. Hello? You still there? <laughs> Absolutely. Hello? I'm loving it. I'm on fire. For, Thank yeah, you. I, hopefully there's, yeah. there's about a four-second yeah, delay between <laughs> my voice and your voice. I'm sorry about that. But, yep, I'm oh, okay. riveted. I know. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. So, so I, I was scared out of my wits. I was floating down the hallway and into the lounge, and I still thought the house was on fire, but it was very creepy. And then I, I thought, my goodness, we're all going to hell. And around the base of the walls of the house, the fire was on the outside. Well, I fell through the floorboards, right through the floorboards, down a dark tunnel. Now, when with the advent of internet and YouTube, I started seeing other people's testimonies. People have had the same experience. There are these portals to hell. I fell down a dark tunnel. And as I fell, the darkness just got thicker and thicker. The lights of the earth disappeared. Darkness that can be felt. I just read that last night. In Exodus, one of the plagues was darkness over the land for three days. Darkness that could be felt. I could feel it. It's like pea soup fog, except it's blackness, so thick you could cut it with a knife. If you had your hand in front of your eye, you could not see your hand. It was that thick. And it got warm. It got very toasty. And as I was going down, I was hit with three bellows. I can only describe it as in Psalm 116 verse 3 says, the sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell get hold of me I found trouble on sorrow the pains of death hit me like three bellows it is indescribable pain emotional pain hurt despair it's like every disappointment and sorrow and despair and failure and it just hit me all at once in my core and when that hit me, I wept, I wept like tears were squirting out of my eyes. I didn't know that was possible. The tears could squirt. And I was gnashing my teeth. I thought I thought it was going to break my teeth. And that happened three times. The pains of hell got hold of me. That's the best way to describe it. And then I entered into a cavern or like an eerie creepy cave now as soon as i entered in in my spirit i knew exactly where i was it was a way station to eternity those very words came to me this is a way station to eternity 
And in there, there was like a tractor beam. I was moving along. I, I, I didn't want to, but I had no choice. Something was pulling me towards some doorways. And I was very curious, why am I moving? But there is the sensation of timelessness. There is no sensation of time passing. That's interesting because the Bible says, now, again, I was not in Kansas. There is a dimensional shift. Right? We live in a uh, three-dimensional space-time continuum. Well, heaven, the Bible says, a thousand uh, years on the earth is a one day in heaven. It's, it's not the same space-time continuum. People that have been to heaven said there's it's a deeper dimensional, uh, a greater light, light spectrum. And so hell is like that too, but it's the opposite. There's a less light spectrum. There is light that is as darkness. Uh, there's dark stones. It's confusion because the law of physics don't work properly. I remember just getting a headache trying to, trying to perceive my surrounding because nothing really made sense. It was just confusing. But what, to the right of me was this disgusting wall. And at the bottom were the same flicker of fire on the base of the wall on the other side that was in the lounge room at my parents' house. These large orange orb flames were licking up against the base. They were illuminating the wall, and the wall appeared to be moist. It appeared to be made out of mixed flesh. That was exactly what it looked like. And I remember hearing Mary Baxter's testimony. Mary Baxter. Now, of course, I didn't hear Mary Baxter's testimony until maybe, let's see, I came to Thailand in 2000. I heard her testimony about 2003 or 2004. She described hell as a body lying deep in the earth. And I remember, I think his name is Herodias. Herodias, he is a medieval painter that had seen hell and drew hell as body parts deep in the earth. So that makes sense. Here is a wall of flesh, of, of mixed flesh, brown, black, white, yellow, all mixed in together. It was absolutely disgusting. I didn't want to touch it because it was moist. It looked very moist. Creepy. And as I was moving along, I saw what I can only describe. The Bible says in Job chapter 38, verse 17, Have the gates of death been open unto thee, or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? Now, this is the unique thing. I've never seen anybody on YouTube talk about the doors of the shadow of death. I've seen hundreds of testimonies. I can put my hand up and say, yes, that's exactly what they were. Because when I saw this in the Word of God, this is the only thing that could describe what I saw. They were like shadows, shadows of death. To look into their shadows was a pain, a piercing pain of bitterness and despair. I could not begin to describe. So when I looked into these shadows, as the Bible describes them, the doors of the shadow of death, tears again began to squirt out of my eyes. And I started to gnash my teeth again. And these were scary scary doors these were shadows and they were movable 
and, and that's another thing. It's it's like the laws of physics don't work. I'm looking at it. It's it's right in front of me. I'm not. It's kind of moving it left. It goes to the right. It goes to the left. Wait, is it on the left? Is it on the right? It's there and it's nowhere. It doesn't make sense. There's something about hell that everything is just confusing. And if you try to comprehend things like you would here on the earth where we have the laws of math and physics in place, it doesn't work that way. Everything is just confusing. I, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe it's a lower space-time continuum. Maybe it's like only a two-dimensional space-time continuum. So I, I don't, couldn't understand it, but there was one testimony um, I heard where Kenneth Hagen, he says in his testimony that he was met by a demonic creature. Well, that's right, but he didn't see it. I saw it. That part I can relate to. I was met by a demonic creature about my height with a very enlarged head, like hydrocephalus, but you know, huge. And on the, on the head were weeping cancerous sores. It, it was horrid. And I understood this to be sin for some reason. And it grabbed my arm and was trying to pull me into those shadows. And I've, was in dire straits. I felt like if I go, if I allow this thing to pull me in there, I'm not coming back. I knew these were the entrances. Now, entrances into hell, there are gates as well. I've seen, test I saw a testimony. I think it was a man on Sid Roth, It's Supernatural. And he talked about, you know, hearing the gates opening up. Gates as though they were the, as old as time, big rusty gates. So, Obviously, you have different, perhaps different entrances into hell, but I was in dire straits, and I did not know the scripture. I did not know the word of God in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, where it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I cried out to Jesus, not knowing the Bible. I just said, Jesus, Jesus, help, help me. And then something sucked me out of there like suction. I was taken from the doors of the shadow of death. And next thing, I'm standing in front of a golden wall. And my right hand, because I had my, my, my hand up, crying out to Jesus, and now my right hand is on a golden wall. And the irony of it, the dichotomy of being at the doors of the shadow of death, and all of a sudden now, I'm on the outskirts of heaven. I couldn't process it. I, I had my eyes shut and I was crying. And I couldn't process it, but I could feel this tremendous feeling of peace and love and tranquility. And I, I, I could not immediately process what is going on here. I was just in the horrors of hell, and now... Here I am in a completely different environment. And so when I opened my eyes, I saw a golden wall glowing with illuminescence, like gold glowing. And then Jesus was there. I didn't see him, but he spoke to me. And I don't believe it was like orally. It was like telepathically, like 
Jesus was speaking. I could hear him. His mind was speaking to my mind, my heart, and I could hear what he was saying. He was talking to me. And he said, I have prepared a place for you. Now, my place was on the very edge of the New Jerusalem. Now, I did not know it was the New Jerusalem. I said, this place was so wonderful. It was a, a feeling of belonging, like, I'm, I'm home. I said, Lord, I'm in heaven. I praise God. I said, Lord, please let me stay here. I want to, I want to stay here. I want to live here. And the Lord said, no, this will be down on the earth. It didn't make any sense to me. How could this be on the earth? I'm in heaven. And then I said, are there others here? And the Lord said, yes, you can join them later. And I looked and I saw it appeared to be hills and more majestic mansions in the distance. My impression was that I was on the, on the rim of the New Jerusalem like I had just made it. And again, I said to the Lord, Lord, I want to, be, I want to stay here. And the Lord was like, no, this is, this is going to be down on the earth. I had never heard of the New Jerusalem. Until years later, a lot later, actually, it wasn't until 17 years later when I came back to the Lord that it made sense. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 2, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Wow. Wow. The reason Jesus said it was down on the earth is because he was talking about the new Jerusalem. And so here's the thing. And this is, this is the complicated part about my testimony. I woke up choking in tears. I could only remember up until the doors of the shadow of death. I was trying to tell my dad. I couldn't tell it. I was choking up in tears. He seemed like he only half believed me. My mom didn't believe me. And for 17 years, I, I backslid. I, uh, and partly, partly because um, I wasn't focused on Jesus as a teenager. I went to church for about a year, but I was, I was looking at people. I had my eye on people and not on Jesus. And so when one pastor uh, they closed the church I was going to. I don't know why. Nobody told me why they closed this one branch of Reach Out for Christ. They were renting a, a hall at the Sunnybank High School. I went to then uh, the Garden City Christian Church, which has uh, now fallen away. It's called Hillsong. And at the time, uh, the pastor there was indicted for embezzlement or something, misappropriation of funds. And I thought, oh, you know, I looked up at, these men as the saints of God. Then I went to another church, Christian Outreach. At that time, that pastor was in trouble uh, for having an affair, divorced his wife and married somebody else. And, and then finally, when somebody came in with putting bins around the church and was asking people, you know, to fill up these bins with money, I just, I was very disappointed. I walked out and I thought, this is a sham, but I knew Jesus was real. Because they were asking people to commit money that they didn't have. They were saying, who's going to put up their hand, you know, and believe God for $10,000? And ushers were running around getting names and addresses, you know. That, 
to me, that sort of crossed the line. When you're asking people to, it's kind of like making a promissory note, you know, that they're going to promise to give this money. Well, what if they can't do it? What happens? They fall away. If they can't come good, they feel disappointed. Oh no, we said we're going to give this money. Now we can't give this money. And, you know, and the preacher's like, who's going to give a uh, promise $5,000 and $2,000. And I just thought, nah, this ain't right. So I backslid. Um, I went into the world. I, I lived life like a prodigal son for 17 years. The Bible says the way of transgressors is hard. I had vices. You know why they call them vices, right? Because they squeeze on you. Um, I became a gambler, a womanizer. I was addicted to pornography, um, a liar, a cheat, um, and uh, was deeply unhappy. Was deeply unhappy and reached a point where I was depressed and was even thinking of taking my life. Now, remember, for 17 years, all I could remember was up to the point of the doors of the shadow of death. Everything that happened after that was locked up in my head. And this is the, this is the hard part to, dis, to describe, to talk about, is that the Lord reopened up those memories. When I reached a very low point, um, I was very depressed. My ex-wife had taken my son from me and moved into state. The family law court had given me shared custody. She wasn't happy about that. She was just going to do whatever she wanted to do. And so she uh, flagrantly went against the family law court orders, took my son and took off interstate. I was very depressed because that's really the only joy I had in my life at the time was with my son. And so I thought about killing myself. And uh, there's one part of my testimony that's bloody. I, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that part, but I was bleeding out. And I went to bed with a belly cry. It's, it's not a common cry. Uh, I went to bed sobbing, deep sobs from within. I think it's, I heard somebody told me it's a, that uh, if a man cries like that, He's in a very low point. And that's the incredible thing is that I was, I was at a very low point. I went to bed crying like that. And um, there's a scripture that says that uh, weeping endures for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. In the middle of the night, I don't know when, in the early hours of the morning, all that sorrow and pain disappeared. I felt my being penetrated with love and peace. It was incredible healing. I opened my eyes. I could not see my bedroom, but a bright shining light shining down from heaven. I knew it was Jesus. It was, there was a body in a circle of light, extremely bright, and I knew it was coming from very far away. And I was amazed that light could be so bright coming from heaven, which is so far away. I was, I was transfixed. It was like I was in a trance. I could have been in that state forever. I could have been looking at Jesus forever and, and not move if it was possible. And his light penetrated my whole being. And there was not a slither, one iota of 
feeling of despair or depression or hurt in me. He just took everything away. I was a completely new person. When I woke up, my pajama shirt was wet with saliva because my mouth was open. In the morning when the light subsided and the vision pulled back, I sat up in my bed. It's like all these memories came flooding back now of what had happened after the Lord took me from the doors of the shadow of death. And now it continues. Here I am. All these memories came back and I'm thinking about it. They are clear in my head as though they had just happened, although it had been 17 years. And from the edge of heaven, the new Jerusalem, the Lord moved in a straight line like a chest, like a bishop in a chess piece. He moves in a straight line and we went to the moon. I know this sounds a bit um, hard to believe, but this is what happened. Now, remember, the Bible says that all liars shall have their part in the lake. If I'm telling fibs, I'm in big trouble. We went to the moon, and the Lord was behind the moon. And my understanding was that the moon was shielding me from his glory. His glory was too bright. God is big. It's my understanding. But I could see his hair, his hair above the moon. It was white. It was white like wool. Years later, I, I read in the book of Revelation about how the Lord's hair is like, like white spun wool. Well, the Lord opened up a vision in space and showed me my life. And I wasn't paying attention initially because I couldn't believe how beautiful the moon was from the moon. Sorry, the, the earth was from the moon. The earth was so beautiful like a blue marble, like an orb, just glowing, all the oceans, the blue oceans. It was fantastic. This was like 1983. I don't know if they had Technicolor back then, but it was absolutely amazing. And remember, I'm out of my body now. So my senses are more in tuned. And so the Lord showed me in this vision things that would happen. Now, remember, the Lord is showing me all this when I'm 15 years old. So the things that the Lord showed me had not yet transpired, even though the memories didn't come back until uh, April 2002, he showed me a car accident I had where I busted up my right elbow. That came true. He showed me in the vision. Now from the vantage point, I'm 15 years old. He's showing me that I would become a bad person, a bad man, that I would be addicted to pornography. I couldn't believe it. So in the I'm like, no, Lord, I would never do those things. Oh, Lord, I wouldn't steal, cheat on taxes. No, Lord, I wouldn't do those things. And yet I did because they had already transpired. These memories didn't come back to me now until April 2002. This is a difficult part of the testimony. But anyway, the Lord showed me all that. And at the end, the Lord said, do you want to remember what I have shown you that you've seen heaven. And I, and I said, no, because I said it wouldn't be fair. And I said, Lord, you're real. I'm going to tell everybody about you. I was 15 years old. I said, Lord, I'm going to be like Steve Ryder. I'm going to be an evangelist like Steve Ryder. And the Lord said, no. And uh, I forget what the Lord said. Maybe he said pastor. But I remember whatever he said, I didn't know what that was. So if the Lord said teacher, I would have known that. Um, and 
because here in the Thai churches here in Thailand, people call me evangelist. I know that I'm not. So I will, I just tell them the reason I say teacher is because in the fivefold ministry, right? You've got apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The Bible says, go ye into, go ye and teach all nations, right? I use King James Bible. So that's fine for me. I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm going to go and teach all night. That's what I do in public. I'm here because the Lord called me here. I don't want to be here. Goodness, I love my country. I'm a Westerner. <laughs> I don't want to live in a third world heathen country. This is a, Thailand's a very heathen country given over to idolatry and prostitution. This land has sold its daughters to prostitution. It's cursed. So the flesh here hates living here. My flesh, I hate it. It's hot. There's there's insects, there's scorpions, there's uh, ants that are like fire ants here, and ones that fly and bite. There's uh, centipedes that bite. It's a cursed earth here, and uh, it's because of the principalities and powers in the air. It's going to take a mighty move of the Holy Ghost to, to shake this country up. Thailand is known as the missionary's graveyard. Most missionaries here don't make it. They pack up and go home. It takes endurance to live here. This is the front lines. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of God, we can do it. I've been in Thailand now 20 years. Another thing the Lord did, which is the reason I don't go home, is because the Lord showed me in a back-to-back -back vision that everybody in the south side of Brisbane, where I'm from, is dead. That is, in the vision, I saw every house in the wealthy area I lived in become a sepulcher. In the vision, there was an angel. We walked up and down the hills in the wealthy neighborhoods in the south side of Brisbane, where I'm from. I'm from Amol Plains. We walked up and down the hills. McGregor, Runcorn, Altandi is flat, but the hilly areas... And all the grass was long and all the houses had become sepulchers. So if it was a Caucasian house out the front, there was a sign. It said date of birth, date of death. If it was a Chinese house. Now, of course, now that Latin where I live is, is uh, mostly now Indian and Chinese, uh, wealthy Indian and Chinese. So you've got Hindus and Buddhists mostly. And out the front, there was a sign in Chinese, date of birth, date of death. And the angel said to me, these are the rich that trusted in their riches, but were not rich towards God. I was so in awe about that vision. It was a back-to-back -back vision that I made up Bible tracks. And I, I went around walking for a couple of days, walking for miles everywhere, putting in these warnings about my vision to warn people. I only got a couple of replies. And one man was very indignant. He said, what's wrong? You're going to have riches? I could go around my neighborhood in Australia with tracks in Chinese and hit the mark and get most people, most houses. There's more Chinese than, than, than uh, Australians. So I could just go around with tracks in Chinese and just about get everybody. And that's how it is now. Uh, you know, tracks, you know, like Tycoon in the Chick, the Chick Track Tycoon, the uh, Chick Tracks are very handy because they come in all different languages. So, that scares me. I don't know what happened. Was it a, a meteor impact, a flood, a pestilence? I don't know, but everybody was dead. And the homes became sepulchers. 
And the Bible says that he that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. So I'm going to stay put here. They can put me in prison here. I don't care. I'm going to preach. Um, I preach hey, against Buddhism. Yeah. Hey, brother. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for letting, uh, letting me know I'm, you're still I'm there. Jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a little bit more than that. I'm going to let you know something. And yeah. you're blowing my mind. This is an awesome testimony. So thank you so much. And please do continue. But you're I wanted welcome. to share something with you. Okay, if I sure. could yeah. leave Florida. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and talk now So for a second, and then I'll hand the mic back sure, sure, to you. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so anyway, if I could leave Florida right now and join you in Thailand, I would. I'm going to explain to you what's happening to Australia right now. Okay. Most Christians, most anointed Christians are completely unaware. This particular program is exceedingly unique. I'm not, this is not a prideful statement. This is one that will cause me to break into tears pretty fast. Good. It is knowing, okay. knowing when you take the red pill and it's a giant mm. red pill, there's no going back. Yeah. And the floodgates of, as it says in the scripture, um, I mentioned this earlier, it says in the scripture, Luke eight seventeen to 18, it says, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known or come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Jesus used to say all the time, if you can receive it. He, and it says, For whoever yeah. has the ability to receive, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have the, the yeah. ability to receive it, even what he seems to have will be taken away from him. Now, what this radio show specializes in are Bible mysteries, and and so what you're preaching and teaching right now are mysteries that God Mm -hmm. wants to be revealed to his people now, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the portfolio of mysteries of the universe— and everything else under the sun, the fallen angels, the wars in the heavens, and everything else. The vast majority yep. of that body of knowledge is non, not understood by any Christians, or hardly any. Mm. There are actually right. more unbelievers that are aware of what's happening across the world than there are Christians. Christians are deceived by things, by incorrect eschatology and incorrect understandings of the Bible, right. such as Jesus is not right. going to come back for to pick anybody up for the rapture until the uh, Solomon's temple is rebuilt. That is not true. Uh, there are so many right, things that are, right. have been revealed that are untrue. Now, there is a barley harvest, there's a wheat harvest, and there's a grape harvest. There are three separate times when Jesus comes to pick up his people. But the very the epitome of the greatest reward in all of the universes, and I do mean multiple universes, um, is the barley harvest. That's known as the first fruits, and it happens at, around about Sukkot. Okay, I'm sorry, Shavuot, Shavuot, because the counting of the Omer okay. is actually an Omer is a gathering of barley. But anyway, yeah. it, I can't explain to you, nor is it necessarily relevant, but I do want to let you know that we are getting extremely close to the barley harvest. Yeah, yeah. Right now, right, right. We are literally, okay, we are literally mm-hmm. just a couple of check 
churches away from having met all the requirements that Jesus warned us about in the Olivet Discourse and in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. We are deep into Revelation oh. chapter 6. Keep in mind, please, mm-hmm. that the yeah. one of the mysteries that the, that the Lord revealed to me, Revelation chapter 6 does, even though the seals are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, they, mm-hmm. Jesus can break all the seals at the same time. The scroll contains the content. The content rolls out in parallel. Okay, so what we are seeing right now is Russia is building up their war machine. The Antichrist, who is Obama as a fact, is controlling a reptilian being, which is a fallen seraphim known as Biden. It's a fallen seraphim. They wear rubber masks because they can't get enough blood to maintain their shape. The blood drinking is on account of the spirit of the living God being in our blood, and they use that power to maintain their shape because we're in a hologram. If you understand quantum mechanics, you understand we are in a hologram. All right, it's a containment zone. Uh, Even Einstein said, we live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. Now, put that aside for a second. You mean like a simulation? Yeah, so we're in a containment zone, and it's why the Bible says that the things that we see around about us are temporal, and the things that we do not see are eternal. Okay, Okay. now, um, I'll even go a step further. The Lord revealed to me that there is a, uh, in the Orion Nebula, there is a gateway into the eternal realm, which is the, which is the glorified universe, okay, where, the, uh, where our Heavenly Father resides. We are in a containment area, okay, for the fallen angels. Now, God's angels can move interdimensionally very easily, but, 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 right. but, you, they also take on many different forms through incarnation, and I'm not going to get into all the details there, but what's important for you to know is okay. this, really critical, really critical. The West is being taken down right now. Australia is being destroyed. As a matter of fact, right now, the three countries that are being completely obliterated mm. are the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. They're putting in 15-minute cities. They're about ready to unroll the digital ID, which is the predecessor to the Mark of the Beast, and they are going to take the Federal Reserve Banks and institute what's called central bank digital currencies, which, by the way, they are already in the process of rolling out. There's already a pilot in place. MasterCard has already joined them. Right now, Australia, the U.K., and Canada are being used as the guinea pigs for the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab, who is another shape-shifting reptilian, and he's being bossed around by the Draco (laughs) reptilians, which are in the House of Windsor. Okay, these entities are the tares. They they are fallen seraphim. Seraphim are dragon creatures. Okay, so when a third of the angels fell during the angel wars, which I would argue are still happening even today, uh, from Revelation 12, when a third of the angels were taken down, one of the species of the angels were the dragon creatures that fly around the throne room of God that Isaiah saw, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They were dragons. Okay, well, some of them fell. And they are on the earth, and they know how to manipulate the mass in this hologram. So, so, you know, when you see scriptures like Paul saying things like, and even Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. The reason is because they can manipulate the hologram that we're stuck in, and we can't. But anyway, I well, noticed the, that you the mentioned – shapeshifters. T- t- 
Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know about those. Uh, the, the movie they live is absolutely prophetic, and they are tears. Gee, the Bible is literal. The concept of oh, yeah. I have I have videos of motherships that are so huge they'll cover an entire city. And I was explaining that to people. The, the missing link to understanding the Bible and the and to appropriately understand the Book of Revelation is to understand that these fallen angelic beings are going to come back during the day of the Lord. They're already here, a lot of them, but they're gonna there's gonna be a bunch of more, and they're gonna vacuum up the nuclear waste, okay, and they're gonna really convince the people of the earth that they are our saviors and our creators. That is is the strong delusion that they will believe the lie. The people that are still here on the earth when that happens, they're going to they're either going to be firmly rooted in Jesus and they won't be trickable and uh and but the rest of them, they're going to fall for it. But the point I'm making right now is you are so much better off dealing with the bugs. I was in Thailand. I was in Thailand for two yeah. weeks. And yeah. I'm not saying I wasn't going through the jungles, okay? I was hanging out in the uh, the area that the United States Navy hangs out, and that's abominable. Yeah. Oh, right. there you got some uh, local local sounds. <laughs> Sounds like a trike. But anyway, um, Sorry. yeah, I'm familiar with it. But I wanted to let you know that the CBDCs and the lockdowns, the surveillance state, the New World Order, the, the yeah. global reset, Klaus Schwab stuff is happening right. gangbusters in Australia. Right. And if you were in Australia yeah. right now, oh, yeah. it would probably have two years before they threw you in a FEMA camp if you made it that long. So here's the thing. Yeah. You're going to make the barley harvest. You're out there doing what Jesus yeah. wants you to do. It's all about the talents and rewards. It's all about being yeah. obedient to our Okay, and loving him, and be, and and if you love him, you want mm. to do what he wants you to do, right? So you're in. Yeah, I, right. I don't, don't want to puff you up or anything. I mean, you know, because uh, Smith mm. Wigglesworth will jump in the chair and point down at me and say, "What are you trying to do? Send me straight to hell." But my point is, you don't want to be in Australia right now. Trust me, there is not no right. no way Australia. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're going into lockdown. Canada is going into lockdown. They just announced yeah. another COVID outbreak, and they're getting ready to lock everybody down. The this the horrible things yeah. that are happening in the United Kingdom under the House of Windsor, which is uh, the the really it's the epicenter of the Draco reptilian control grid, which is which they're on the board of directors of Saints. Yeah. Then you got the Club of Rome. You've got the Committee of Three Hundred. Mm-hmm. You've got all these creepy entities. That you know, Tavistock Institute. It just goes yeah. on and on and on and on. I just call them the global satanic crime syndicate. That makes it easy for people yeah. to get their arms around. You know what I mean? But Australia is gone. I'm sorry. I know that's got to hurt a little bit because it's your home, uh, but it's too late. They're yeah. gone. It's just a matter of them pulling the big red lever, and it's over. They were already putting people in FEMA, FEMA facility, or that's what we call it. But they were they were essentially small jail houses. They were rounding them up during COVID, which was a complete. It was uh, created in Fort Detrick in the United States. It was moved by these entities of darkness over to Wuhan through these agreements. China is the epicenter 
of all things the New World Order and the Great Tribulation. They're going to destroy the United States from sea to shining sea. United, the Russian missiles launched from submarines are going – that's Revelation 18, which, by the way, happens during the Day of the Lord in, 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 in Revelation chapter 6, 12 through 17. Okay, because we know this because in Revelation 18 it says – in verse 23, it says, the bride and the bridegroom will be heard in her no more. Well, guess what? First Thessalonians 5.9 says, we are not appointed to wrath. Well, when does that begin? Revelation 6.17 says, and the day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? So we know... We know yeah. that, that, that from Revelation uh, twelve seventeen forward, the Great Tribulation is taking place. But if the bride and the bridegroom can be heard in her no more, that means that you have to take Revelation 18, which, by the way, is, is essentially like a Martin Scorsese movie flashback, and you've got to take it and plug it in to the day of the Lord, which occurs in the sixth seal. And we're on the edge of the day of the Lord right now because all the scrolls are rolling out together. The global financial collapse, the collapse of the petrodollar, Saudi Arabia is turning turning away from the United States. There are trillions of dollars in treasury bonds that China's about to Okay, and this is all being orchestrated by Obama, who is a homosexual and married to a transsexual, and this country has turned totally upside down. Okay, and, and what I'm saying is the absolute truth, just like you said, I don't want to go to hell any more than you do. And I am telling you the truth, and I have I know it is a fact, okay, and, and I've been doing this for 12 years. I started warning people of these things back in 2009, and the Lord told me uh-huh. specifically that if you don't figure out the alien problem, you're not going to figure the rest of it out either. And that's what everybody uh-huh. is missing. But anyway, it's too late. It's it, game over. Game over. You're in a beautiful place. Uh-huh. If I could join right now and help you evangelize, I would do it in a snap, but God gave me another job, and it's not a happy one. It's not fun doing nine hours of warning people that the world is coming to an end, okay? But but on the flip right. side of that, yeah. hallelujah, we're leaving, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I just want to let you know, please have no second thoughts about Australia. It's toast. It's gone. It is completely under the control grid of Klaus Schwab and the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. And you are right where God wants you to be. God bless you. Thank you so much. Now, please do continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So the, the most important thing as Christians that we can do is to be in the will of the Father. Because the Bible says that not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And so when we pray, we ask God to be found in the center of his will. We know his will from his word and by spending time in prayer. And uh, I, I, now, admittedly, I don't, I'm not um, up to speed on uh, you know, eschatology and things like that. But I, I, I guess I can share my understanding because I do like ast- astrometrics. So I, 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 I do look at those images taken by Hubble. And, and what I find interesting, I just want to throw this in now, if I could just look at, when you look at galaxies, what do you see? You see in the center an area of great luminosity. My understanding is that it takes 22,000 light years for light to travel from the Earth to the center of the Milky Way galaxy. 
which is identified as Sagittarius A. And when you look at the center of the Milky Way galaxy, what you see, you see an area of great luminosity. Now, I don't know. I'm just saying to me that it appears to me that the heaven, heaven is in the center and the star field is like the harvest. You know, the world's, uh, is like the har- the harvest grounds. You know, I, I had this impression when I was younger that we're just like fruit, you know, and the angels are going to come back, you know, and, and gather the good into the barns and the and the bad will be, we cut the castle like a fire. So my understanding is that we are literally, you know, just uh, in, in fields. And, and uh, the Bible says that God is in a stir man, uh, reaping where he has not sowed. And that we as Christians, our focus is to be on the Lord Jesus Christ and, um, you know, uh, not, you know, not devil minded, but uh, focusing on the Lord. And that the reason that these, the countries that God once blessed, uh, England, New England, then became America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the Bible says that the nations that forget God will be turned into hell. And so when they change the laws, uh, you know, the, the, I couldn't believe it. Like 30 years ago, it would be hard to understand that we're in the days of Lot. And then you look around and you see these gay pride month. The veterans in Australia, the Anzacs only get one day memorial. And how is it that the uh, Sodomites get a whole month? And that's because the laws have, have become wicked and they started legalizing homosexual marriage, I can understand that these nations, you know, it it probably all started, again, I don't, I'm not going to comment on this too much because I don't really know much about this, but when they started, when they stopped the Lord's Prayer and teaching Bible in schools, I think it probably started going downhill from then. Uh, I know that there's a lot that can be said, but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, we're in the end times, and uh, we need to be ready uh, because the Bible says that uh, he comes like a thief in the night, so we need to walk circumspectly, redeeming the time for the days are evil. And my impression was that the the Lord said that it wouldn't be easy, and I think what he meant was, you know, because the Lord warns us that many are called but few are chosen, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ said, strive to enter in, for many shall seek to enter and shall not be able to. And especially in this day and age, society is designed for people to spend so much time. You know, the devil is a, is a time waster where people are seeking to save their life. It's geared toward people to seeking to save their life. Uh, and Jesus said, he that seeketh to save his life shall lose it. And so... The most important thing, I believe, is the Great Commission, because that's what the Lord said to the apostles, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And when the Lord told them to tarry ye until ye be endured with power from on high, and then Jesus said, ye shall be witnesses. That was the reason for them receiving the Holy Ghost so that they could be witnesses. And that's the only thing we can take with us. Praise the Lord. We cannot take anything with us. Uh, all we can take is souls. The Bible says, he that wins souls is wise. So I'm, I'm, I praise God that God led me here. I had a vision. 
God showed me. I crossed a body of water. I left, I left all my problems behind. I saw in a bit, I was the only, I didn't have much to forsake. I saw that promise in the Bible in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, that if I forsook everything, I should receive a hundredfold and inherit everlasting life. I did not care about the hundredfold. I just wanted everlasting life. I thought, who would write such a thing like that? Only God speaks like that. And the Lord, I was really, really worried about my son. Uh, everybody was saying, Anthony, you got to go interstate down to Sydney. You got to get your son. And uh, my ex-wife apparently had run off with an underworld figure that she'd met at the casino. And um, I knew I was in big danger if I went down there. And the Lord showed me in a dream not to worry. He showed me in a dream that I would meet my son later which i did the dream came true when he was about 13 years old i met him and we embraced you know because um and that happened that came that came to pass i came to thailand um i had no money almost no money very little money i was living in a dive refugee place they said are you sure you want the room they said i was the first uh, white guy to rent there it was full of drug dealers from north africa and different countries and um the room was rat infested. It was the mattress was damp. The toilet was broken, um, and yet I was extremely happy. The reason I was happy is because I, now my life had taken a completely different direction, and all the problems I had back at home were gone now. And I have to share this part of the testimony. This is this one. Uh, I know it may be controversial for some, but I, I really need to tell it. When I was in Australia, I went into a Bible bookstore, which has since been taken over, I think, by um, Jehovah's Witnesses. But back then, they had all these Bibles on the shelf, ESV, NIV, Amplified Bible, King James Bible, New King James Bible. And there was a beautiful King James Bible up there and uh, a slimline. And I, I prayed, I said, Lord, if I'm going to go to Thailand and preach, I want to read the one that's closest to your word. Which one, Lord, is closest to your word? I did not at the time understand about Bible history, about the difference between the Alexandrian manuscripts and the, uh, the Syrian texts, the uh, Antiochian texts. So I, I had a vision. I had a vision across the large body of water. Uh, between Australia and the Southeast Asian archipelago. I came to Thailand. Um, I was in a park here in Thai. It's called Sanam Luang. I was walking crookedly, and I think it's because it's, at the time it was so crowded. And in this vision now that I had, I was given a black-covered book. And in the vision, the Holy Spirit said, the person that gave it to me was faithful. I mean, he's actually a, an evangelist, uh, half Vietnamese, half American evangelist here in Bangkok. In fact, um, he's the only regular street preacher that's been here in Thailand preaching for, for over 20 years. And in the vision, the Holy Spirit said, this is a guidebook for your life. You need this. I thought, wow, a guidebook. Cool. But then I come to Thailand and I forgot about the vision. It had almost been a year now and I've met up with this evangelist who's preaching on the streets and he showed me the ropes. He was training me up in the ministry and I'd forgotten about the vision. And one day 
I asked him for a Bible um, for a friend, and he gave me his Bible. It was a black-covered Zonder and Pew Bible. When he gave it to me, I opened it up, and all of a sudden, the vision came flooding back. My eyes were opened. I remembered that this happened in the vision. I broke down crying. I could not stop crying. I had prayed. I said, Lord, which one is the best for us, for, for me? Which one is closest to thy word? I took the bus home. That's all I had. I had to take a bus. I came back. I had Charlie Harsons. I was crying so much. I went into my room. There were some African refugees, some Christian women down the hall singing hymns into the night. I was so happy. I had run out of tears. I cried so much. God had given me his word. And although my life was very up and down, I was still falling into sin and I was not an overcomer in the beginning, over time, as I persevered and continued to read God's word and pray, God strengthened me. He helped me. He led me. He, he had mercy upon me. Praise God. The Bible says his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. And God made a preacher out of me. I was the last person you would expect to become a preacher. And uh, finally, when you persevere and you keep going, God will perfect that which concerns you. And he will lead you. He will guide you. But you have to focus on Christ. You have to focus on Christ Jesus. Never mind what the devil's doing. Eh? I said sanctification. Sorry? Oh, you're. You're, you're describing the definition of to be of sanctification. It's it's right. a walk. It, it's it's uh, uh, yeah. um, Titus uh, one verse fifteen says to the pure all things are pure. Um, yeah, I can show you scripture yeah. after yeah. scripture that proves that no one will ever be sin free. The scripture says. God saves such who have a contrite spirit, okay? And if you look up the definition yeah. of the word contrite, yeah. it means rueful, um, sad, uh, heartbroken, right. uh, because we, we, you know what yeah. I mean? And then, and then you have, right, um, this right. one is one of the favorites to convict people with, is James 4, 17. Yeah. It, says, um, it says, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is yeah. a sin. All right, so yeah. we're never out of sin. Our, our confession and our repentance is a continuous process every single day. Every yes, single my, my understand, day. Yeah, my, my understanding is now is that, praise God, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Amen. so I heard, from the, I heard from the Puritans, one of the Puritans said that the Christian life is one of confessing and repenting, you know, and being in fellowship with God. The Bible says that if we walk in the light, as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. That word is a present continuing future tense. That, that every day, you know, that's why God appointed yes. for us Christians to, to take no thought for the morrow, but just to live each day. The sufficient uh, is the evil thereof to take one day at a time. You know, that like that Wanda Jackson song, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. And 
take no thought for tomorrow on my and just, just what you just said I'm one day at a time at, <laughs> at what <laughs> I, I have sitting on my desk right here a shiny silver paperweight one day at a time in fact a lot of us are saying one hour at a time because oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well here's here's it depends on yeah. where you are in your walk, but when you come to a place in your walk where you are really intimately familiar yeah. with what the mm-hmm. Bible tells us we ought to – I mean, just read Galatians 5.19. Thank you, Jesus, yeah. that that's about inheritance and not about going to hell. Okay, I, I right. people – People just don't understand inheritance and rewards. They just don't get it. But anyway, it's okay. Um, I just had to jump in there because you're basically all you all these things you're quoting are all over my desk right now, and I'm just loving it. Anyway, back <laughs> to you, brother. God bless you. Yeah. So my my understanding is though that um um I used to listen to um, I don't know if you know Pastor Mike Hoggett from Festus, Missouri. Uh, he has a show. It's called. Uh, it's a. It's a radio talk show. He says that hell hates and, and he 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 gave a good teaching in Romans chapter seven and eight. My understanding is that the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter seven, he said, "In my f- flesh dwelleth no good thing. Who shall deliver me from this body of death?" So the Apostle Paul says that I delight in the law of God after the inward man. It is our inward man that doesn't sin. The real us. But it's that sin, sin happens because sin is in our members, in our flesh. We're still married to this body of flesh, which is not perfect yet. And so his reply, his answer was in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, um, there, is na- there is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, which walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so mortification, as we can see in the Bible, uh, in Colossians, uh, I think it's chapter 3, verse 5, and Romans chapter 8, verse 13, it says that to mortify, therefore, your members. And so it takes a sacrifice. Now, I'm speaking in in respect to... um, sins where people are actually addicted to sins like i used to be addicted to pornography and i have a separate testimony about how i became an overcomer but it didn't happen overnight uh but yeah there we're called to be overcomers and i believe that if we persevere that god will help us god will preserve us um yeah i i don't want to Speak expressly about no, this. You're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. On the, on the Friday night prayer vigil, I spent uh, this last Friday. Um, I spent the better part of about two and a half hours going over exactly what you're talking about. It's a continuous process. Okay. It's all over the Bible, but you have to understand it. For example, First John three seven is very clear. I, I I like I said, I did two and a half hours of teaching, weaving all the mm-hmm. scriptures, the talents. Of 
Swords, uh, you know, every, the Galatians 5.19, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, um, where Paul says that I can turn, I can do all these things and give my body to be burned, but it will profit me, hallelujah, nothing. That is a reward. We have to pay attention to yeah. the details. And 99% of the, the preachers and so-called teachers out there don't even know their Bible. Okay, it says in 1 uh, John yeah. 3, 7, what does it say? He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as Jesus is righteous. But then it confuses everybody, and it goes on and says, he who sins is of the devil, because the devil is sinned from the beginning. That is what's called a mistranslation. Because you cannot translate Greek into English, and you cannot translate Hebrew into English either. And anybody who thinks otherwise does not understand language. Now, all that being said, because there's five words in Greek for the word love. So you tell your wife that you love her like spaghetti, you're going to get a frying pan over the head. All right? So at the end of the day, when we understand weaknesses, then we can understand what the Bible is trying to communicate to us. How can you have he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous, side by side with verse 8 where it says he who sins is of the devil? That is a contradiction. But it is not a contradiction because what it should say is he who sins is sinning because of the devil. And that's the problem. The problem is we want to believe that our translations, each individual translation is perfect. But if that be true, then what about the Aramaic translations, which were the original ones that, Jesus, that, that, that were written to, uh, to you know, you know it, it's complicated. I understand the Texas Receptus. I understand, uh, you know, the, uh, that versus the Latin Vulgate. I've studied all of that stuff under some of the best teachers in the world. I get all of that. The yeah. problem is it's our job to remove the apparent contradictions so that the unbeliever doesn't go, wait a minute. There are no contradictions, but, because well, we, when we understand that our well, Father is eternal, then everything makes sense. Everything well, makes well, sense. My understanding, the, in, the, in the Bible, the reason the Alexandrian manuscripts are different is because one of the codexes, for example, the Codex Vaticanus, the fact that it's called Codex Vaticanus speaks volumes. And that was translated uh, into Greek by Westcott and Hort. I think at least one of them was a closet Catholic. But the thing is that the proof is in the pudding. When you look at the doctrine, for example, the modern Bible versions take out 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, where it says that there are three that re- bear record in heaven, You're the right. Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these. 301. Yep. So, so you're what I'm right. saying is for me, right. now, you're right. I, I'm telling you, you're right. Well, I'm totally the Latin, agreeing. The, 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 yeah. The Latin Vulgate actually is, is proof <laughs> and supports yes. uh, Erasmus's text, you know, but respectfully now, respectfully, pastor, I will tell you if I, if I don't agree, I will tell you respectfully, I don't see a contradiction because when the Bible says, he that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And then in the next verse, it says, uh, he that committed sin is of the devil. It's, to me, it's just basically, you know what? If you're a Christian, you should do good. And if, you're, if you sin, well, you're doing bad because sin is of the devil. So I just don't, I don't see it as a contradiction. I just see it as a, 
you know, have you, have you something looked logical, at, uh, you know. It's, it's okay. And, and in all fairness, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Um, um, but if you look up the definition of the word practice, let's do that. Let's understand. T- I'm a professional writer. That's what I do for a living. Um, but I work in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so if we spend a little bit more time when we're reading our Bible with a dictionary and a thesaurus nearby, and also um, a powerful tool to be able to decipher the Greek and the Hebrew, we would find out that there are all kinds of interesting things. Let's take a look at the word practice. Okay, so the word practice says the actual application or use of an idea, belief, or method. Uh, another one is, a, oh, I'm sorry, I need to go to the verb, verbial version. To perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. Therefore, by that word's definition alone, it's clear that the person is practicing righteousness, which means that if they're practicing it, they're not perfect. See, that's the key. And so when I study the Bible, the one thing that I will always do, because I have extremely powerful computerized tools to help me dig extremely deep into the uh, the stuff. But anyway, um, you got to keep a dictionary beside you, because if it says he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he, capital E-T, Jesus, is righteous, right? And so anyway, it's beside the point. It's beside the point because at the end of the day, we're essentially yep. both right. The only We're both saying the, the same thing. I'm just nitpicking a mm. little bit, <laughs> and, and the end result yeah. is exactly – Actually, the, I, I will – I think I – think, I'm going to blow this out of the water a bit because I, I – and, and, and I know people find this controversial, but – um, I'm only I'm, the reason I'm King James only is because it's what the Holy Spirit showed me. Uh, when you look at Psalm chapter 12, verse six and seven, we have what actually Mike Hoggard. I first heard it from Mike Hoggard. He calls it the doctrine of the preservation, where the Bible says that the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, furnace of earth purified seven times. And then it says, "Thou shalt keep them, O Lord; thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever." So what we believe is that. Um, the Bible, the Word of God, the reason why the former translations, the Protestant Bibles, the Matthews Bible, the Tyndale Bible, which is the first Bible in English, the, Math- the, the Geneva Bible, the Great Bible, what do they have in common? Well, they're not dissimilar to the King James. They're all coming from the same vine. And it was only now these modern Bible versions coming from a different vine, the Codex Sinaiticus and the Codex Vaticanus, which is containing corruptions. So when we look at God's word, um, well, anyway, we believe that God has preserved his word for us today in the English language. It's, yeah. it's absolutely right. So, everything that you're saying is 100 percent true. As a matter of fact, if you go out on the Internet and you do a deep dive, you'll discover um, – you know, for example, you say uh, just type into Google or type into DuckDuckGo uh, verses that are missing in the NIV. It's unbelievable. Right, right, exactly. They're critical <laughs> parts. I mean, they have to be there. For example, you you quoted the one verse from yeah. Romans eight, which says, uh, um, uh, um, oh, "What was the the one that you quoted from Romans 8? It was uh, verse oh, one. Yeah. There is therefore now yeah, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, which is removed in the NIV. 
that That's part right. the second of that half is removed. Is, yeah. The second half is gone from the NIV. You are absolutely right. right. Amen. I'm That's right. Hard. Amen to what you're saying. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, there's a lot of ignorance in the churches um, and delusion, and I think people need to to go back, you know, and, and really seek the Lord. And, uh, well, um, we I hope I hope people you will be nailed. ready because uh, they're going to be. In... The, You're right. What about in Revelation chapter six? Isn't there? I, I like. There's a big shaking coming, isn't there? Yes, that's a meteor. Um, and hey, and you're welcome to okay. email me anytime you want to ask. This is what I've been specializing. Okay. Look, for what it's worth, I can't. I can't give a 61 year old, te- 61 year testimony, baptism of the Holy Spirit at the age of nine, backslid like crazy because the churches don't teach about once saved, always saved. That's a bunch of baloney. It's not true. You can jump out of God's hands if you if you decide to. Uh, you know, First Peter. Right. Four, Seven says, you know, if a righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly be? You know, don't get me going on Jesus vomiting people out of their mouth if they're not, you know, if if they're lukewarm. So, um, which, by the way, is being cast into the Great Tribulation, Revelation 2.22. But anyway, um, to your point, um, uh, oh, it's a meteor. Okay, so what actually, so there's a prophet by the name of Ephraim Rodriguez, E-F-R-A-I-N, if you want to look him up. Rodriguez, and he, for the last 20 years, what, 20, is it 20, 12, 13, 14? No, maybe it's less than, maybe it's 10 or 11 years, but um, he was given a mighty vision from God, and I do mean mighty, and he was shown the meteor, but then since then, God has confirmed it to many other of his people, and the meteor hits uh, Mm. in Revelation verse 12. That's the beginning of the sixth deal. It is also the day of the Lord. Okay, the day of the Lord is expanded upon in do you know where it hits? Pardon? Yes, you know it, hits, it hits uh, just. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, it hits right off the coast of Puerto what? Rico, and it, 22 million people die on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great, which it, is the United is States. That, is, that the, is that the Pacific Ocean? Atlantic, right off the coast of Puerto Rico. And it also causes okay, a double mega tsunami. Sorry. Uh, it, it's a oh, double okay. mega tsunami. Yes. And by the way, it's what causes the great earthquake. The great earthquake in Revelation 6:12 shakes the entire world. Mm. So the great earthquake aligns to Isaiah 24 when the earth rocks to and fro like a drunkard because the impact of the meteor is so intense. It causes a thousand foot tidal wave to wash up over the east coast of the United States. And it also causes the entire world to literally shake. So all stone buildings, concrete buildings, rock buildings, gray stone, brick buildings, they're all coming to the ground. The whole earth is going to mm-hmm. shake. And by the way, that same great earthquake is in Ezekiel 38, around about something like verse 17 or 14 in that range, you will notice that there's another great earthquake, and that, and that, that, there aren't a split between the wars. Any, any, anybody who's out there teaching that Psalm 83 is a different war than Isaiah 17 and um, Damascus being turned into the ruinous heap, which is a different war than Ezekiel 38, uh, Gog and Magog, is a different war than World War III, no. They're all, I'm sorry, but they're not correct. It is one big mm. war, and we're on the edge of it right now. Right now. Yeah. Which is yeah. captured by the force. 
shield. Behold a pale horse. Notice that in Behold a Pale Horse, 25% of the earth is affected by death. What is that? It's the West. And the West is already being collapsed by the Antichrist who is in control of the reptilian that refers to itself as Biden. The homosexuality is overtaken the United States on a level where Obama, who is married to a transsexual, as a fact, okay. <laughs> By the way, sorry, I, I, I just, I was, I'm sorry. I, 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 to me, I, I, a transsexual. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. That's amazing to me because Thailand has per capita more transsexuals than any other country in the uh, world. Yeah. When I was, uh, I, was I believe that. This, I believe that. But I, are you saying that his wife is a is a blow is a man? Has a will. His wife has a willy. As a I, fact, I, and I, I'm sorry. I, I, I can show you. Look, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I don't. I don't know much about what's going on in the West. I know that Obama is like the worst president you ever had. <laughs> But, oh, uh, no, he, Obama yeah. is going to manifest as the Antichrist. Okay, but, but that's I, – I, I've been tracking prophecy, dreams, and visions for 12 years right now, and I've got all the goods, and it's, it's a fact. I mean, it's, 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 there's no doubt about it. Um, to me, it's, 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 it's simple. He was born very Satoro. I have a prophecy called the Iwalu prophecy from 1919, and it, it's called – it's also nicknamed the Son of Kenya prophecy, and that prophecy says that there will be a son, 1919, and there will be a son of Kenya, born in Kenya, that will take control over the United States and destroy it. Mm. And that's from 1919. And then you look at Daniel 7.25. What does it say? It says, he shall speak pompous words against the Most High, already done, shall persecute the saints of the Most High. Well, guess what? All of the transsexuals and everything hate our gut. So there's your Christian persecution that's coming to the United States, gangbusters, and people are already being killed. All right, and then it says, and shall intend to change times in the law. Well, guess what? You were just saying the other day, uh, just a few minutes ago, you were saying how odd it was that so many of the laws were changing in regard to uh, homosexuality and abominable yeah. behavior. It's right here in the Bible. For goodness sakes, how can people miss this? It says, then the saints of the Most High will be given into his hand. <laughs> well, are we still here? Uh-huh. And then, and then, you know, and it says four times, times and half a time, which is 1260 days, 3.5 years, 42 months or whatever. But, you know, it, mm. it's like we're living it. We're, okay. You know, I, it, like I said, if I could come and join mm. you in Thailand right now, I would do it in a snap. I'm trapped, yeah. well, <laughs> essentially. My, you know? my, 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 my best advice is for Christians to be careful not to – uh, focus on conspiracy theories, and, and again, I'm not. I I don't have a say in what's going on because I've heard all kinds of things. Uh, there was one man that was contacting me and it was trying to tell me there was an alien base in Antarctica, that there were Chinese troops under Washington D.C. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it. Where does it end? So my 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 advice is that we focus. I keep our focus on the Lord and the Great Commission. I want to just tell you at the end of the vision that the Lord showed me, um, I was murdered preaching the gospel. I believe that I will be murdered by Buddhists or perhaps Muslims. I don't know. That's fine because the early church, what, what did they have in common? The early church, a lot of them were martyred. They died for the faith. Amen. And saying that the, the blood 
of the saints is the seeds of the church. And so that's really going to separate who the real Christians are in the end. And even now we can see who the false Christians are, like the Methodists are falling like dominoes to this Sodomite agenda. Yes. You've got Methodist churches allowing gay marriage. Yep. Amen. All these splits happening, but in a way it's good because it's now revealing who the who the who the goats are these these false sheeps these false christians you know the true christians are going to stand up and will be willing to die for their faith and uh pastor i want to thank you for inviting me to share my testimony awesome um i've got a yeah i've got a i've got a run i've got a few things i need to do today but um um if anybody wants to contact me, uh, my email address is kjv at fastmail.com. And um, I want to thank you for giving me a chance to share my testimony. Um, it was incredible. But I'm sorry. It was I got awesome. to cut, cut out here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's, it's been a pleasure. No, no. And. And I pray for all the saints there, all did the Christians. To, that those... Did you want to close with a prayer real, real quick? For... Did you want to yeah, close sure, sure. with prayer for everybody? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. So just, just then it was the, the line was breaking up a little bit. Okay, thank you. Father God in heaven, I thank you, Lord God, for thy word, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for thy son, Jesus Christ, whose coming is nigh. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Lord God, that you would turn the hearts and minds of thy people to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, to look up for their redemption is nigh, Lord God, that you would bring their feet on the straight and narrow, that you would give them strength and power to be overcomers, Lord God, to have a hunger for thy word and for prayer, Father God, to get the victory over the devil in their life, Father God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that you will just touch, just touch and fill this ministry of this awesome saint, Anthony Reitberg. Praise Jesus, Father, for his work. I pray for the angels, the holy fire of God to surround them in the name of Jesus, a thorny edge of protection everywhere he goes. Father, we know that you relent. We know that you change your mind. You, we know that you monitor the, the, the prayers of the saints, and not necessarily everything that we think is going to come true will come true because you answer our prayers. And Father, I am lifting up this brother in Jesus' name for divine protection of holy angels, holy fire, and that his time on this earth preaching your gospel in accordance with your will, Father God, your will be done, that it shall happen in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Extend his time on this earth so more people will be saved over in Thailand. They need you, Lord. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Praise God for your Thank you so much. Powerful, powerful testimony. Have a great day. God bless you. You too. God bless you. All right. 
God bless you. Thank you. Um, and, folks, we got about 25 minutes, so I'm going to hit a few more news. Uh, and, and, again, thank you, Anthony. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold here because so, I know you got to go. Uh, but i got a couple more things i got to wrap up. It's only uh, it's 9.37 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon, the great praise God. Thank you, Brother Anthony, again, for joining us. Um, now, as promised, I'm going to try to go through a little bit more of the news. Um, I'm gonna, I got a couple of things ho- that I marked as holding on to them. Um, uh, the conservative. Okay, good. So I want to get back in tune or connected up with some of these headlines because they are very. And by the way, what Anthony said about us all. Listen, please do not forget how powerful your prayer is. Please do not forget that prayer is a ministry. Please do not forget that you have not been left out. You have not missed the calling of the Lord. It is all in the Holy Bible, especially in the book of James. It's exceedingly clear. Our prayer power is coveted by the Lord. And it is amazing. I remember the word of Isaiah 43:25. It says, I, even I, this is our father speaking, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us contend together. All right. Praise God. So we, we have a calling. All of us have a calling and our prayer power is absolutely out of control, powerful in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So anyway, I want to go ahead and share this with you and bring us back to the last couple of pieces of the news. Here we go. It's not normal. All right, next up. Michigan attorney charges uh, 16, uh, again, this is awful, uh, Michigan attorney general charges 16 Trump 2020 electors for constitutional action. So basically, get this, these electors for Donald Trump are being charged with felonies. Okay. And then uh, another uh, supporting Twitter feed tweet. I don't even know who from. I forget. I didn't I didn't save it. It says, Justin, Democratic Attorney General Dana Nessel is leveling felony charges against 16 Republicans that signed a certificate stating that Donald Trump won the Michigan 2020 presidential election. Each of the 16 people, including the T.O.P. Republican officials, will be charged with the following eight felonies, two counts of election law forgery, two counts of forgery, uttering and public conspiracy to commit forgery, conspiracy to commit election fraud, and conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing. Can you believe that? They face up to 94 years in prison for doing their job under the Republic of the United States of Babylon the Great. Okay, again, this is a testimony from an FBI whistleblower once again saying that J6 was a complete setup. There were a uh, FBI whistleblower testifies under oath that the FBI won't allow 11,000 plus hours of J6 footage to be released because it would expose undercover agents committing crimes inside the Capitol. Not only was J6 a federal setup, but it's now confirmed that the FBI is also covering its tracks. Okay, and this is the this is that testimony. If it's long off, the gutted short. All right, but anyway, we all know about this because I played it, a lot of this stuff earlier. Hold on, Dag Mabbit. I got to flip a switch. 
can't you show us, why can't you just send us, the, give us access to the 11,000 that those individuals were inside the Capitol, to which the SSA responded back, and I was privy to these conversations firsthand, so why can't you show us, why can't you just send us, the, give us access to the 11,000 hours of video that this that's available? Because there may be, may be, UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human, or confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. Okay, so again, just basically coming right out like the other whistleblowers that were uh, deposed uh, in in uh, you know by Jim Jordan in the, in the. Um, House of Representatives, which we played earlier. Praise God. Another headline states, 19 states have now passed bills that ban child sex changes. Hallelujah. That would be Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. All right. Now, this guy might use some bad words. So, um, if you know, if you got sensitive, you know, if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, I'm just giving you a heads up. He's an ex-criminal, but he's making a, a rant. He's ranting. He's frustrated about uh, the New York Police Department paying $13.7 million to BLM rioters for violating their rights. The, I listened to this, and I was like, wow, this guy's an ex-criminal, and even he's complaining about it. So anyway, let's. hopefully it's not too uh, full of bad things. I forget. News. NYPD forced to pay out $13.7 million to BLM rioters for violating their rights. What? I got drunk and took a shit on a cop car once and all I got was arrested. I would have threw a brick through the window and lit that mother on fire if I knew they were paying people for it. $10,000 for destroying private businesses and causing a violent public disturbance? It's kind of ironic how the people who wanted to defund the police now want funds from the police. I've been avoiding doing stupid shit like destroying other people's property for like 30 years because I thought it would get me in trouble, not get three months of my rent paid. Are we really encouraging this type of stupidity now? That's what we're doing? We're rewarding people for acting like morons? Well, if that's the case, if we're paying people for being dumb, we better hurry the up and fund the police because they already owe the millennials trillions. Hey, anyone who saw through that BLM scam and didn't donate, I guess you don't have a choice now because that $14 million lawsuit it's not coming from the police department. It's coming from the taxpayers. Good thing gas, groceries, medicine, and rent are so cheap, huh? Otherwise, I don't know how the taxpayers could ever afford this. Breaking news. Anyway, I'm so glad they bleeped out all of the <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so I put myself a big old warning in the show notes. Warning! Uh, praise God. Another headline up. Praise Jesus. <laughs> The Tennessee Star reports that Toronto, it says, oh, I'm sorry, my bad, got the wrong one here. I got cross wires. Uh, but on the million, mil, believe it or not, believe it or not, millionaire sex toy CEO has bankrolled a massive gender change clinic for kids. Okay, and it goes on to say the CEO of a sex toy company has been bankrolling massive pediatric sex changes uh, since 2018, according to public records. And it shows a hospital. It doesn't say how many different hospitals are being bankrolled by this individual or who knows how many individuals are involved. Pretty creepy. All right, listen to this report. This is about Canada. Um, you thought it was over? Well, guess what? Some blazes, who knows? But it's coming to get us again. We know from the ceremony vision of 1979. Here Outbreak we go. has been declared in the cardiology unit at Etobicoke General Hospital. The unit is 
A COVID-19 outbreak has been declared in the cardiology unit at Etobicoke General Hospital. The unit is now closed to new admissions except for patients who require tele telemetry. The hospital has not confirmed how many patients have the virus, but according to provincial guidelines, an outbreak is declared when two or more people test positive within a 48-hour period. A COVID-19 right. outbreak has been declared. Yeah, let me cut in the that cardiology. off. My right, praise God. So again, COVID-19 outbreak being declared in a hospital in Toronto, where or I guess it's our, yeah, yep, Toronto Hospital, yep. So who knows what that's going to turn into. But again, Canada is really heavily compromised. And again, Australia, they're setting up more, their, their infrastructure is far, far, far ahead. The only, I think the only place... The UK is really in trouble. Anyway, they're, 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 I think they're lost. I don't mean the people of the UK are lost. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, 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 civil unrest uh, as they wake up more and more to things that are happening. Now, this is going to blow your mind. All right, so I'm going to play the trumpet fanfare. All right, that's enough. All right, so listen to this, World War III updates, okay? This is significant. I needed to get this out as soon as possible. World War III, this is from a particular person, a, calls himself a patriot, follows, he deep dives and uh, researches these things really well. And he states, uh, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, World War III update. The United States, Australia, and 11 other participating countries, including the UK, Japan, Indonesia, Canada, France, began conducting the mascot saber exercise in the Australian state of Queensland on July 21st. About 30,000 military, uh, yep, that's what it says, 30,000 military personnel of the participating countries take part in the exercise. The maneuvers will last until August the 4th. The Australian side said that it did not notify China about the exercise. Next one up. Today's strike on, uh, and again, uh, this is coming from uh, uh, Shogu in Russia. Today's strikes on Crimea were carried out by British uh, Strom Shadow missiles. Earlier, the Defense Minister, Sir J.A. Shogu, uh, warned that if NATO weapons were used against Russian territory outside of the NMD zone, the uh, decision-making centers in the Ukraine would be immediately hit. So stand by, because the next report says... Here we go, and this is from this Zlat71 person on Twitter who is another extremely deep-dive uh, uh, researcher, and he says, here we go, Ukrainian telegram channel resident MI-6 transmitted new intelligence to the office of the president of the general staff of the Ukraine, That, and by the way, there's photographs to accompany it, that the Kremlin has decided to use its arsenal of cluster music, munitions in the Ukraine in full. The Russian military has begun shipping cluster bombs, missiles, and shells to the front. Okay, respond in kind. Okay, now, it's very important before I continue that you understand nuclear doctrine. Russia's nuclear doctrine is not to use nukes unless somebody, unless they feel an imminent threat of nuclear attack. Okay, now, the United States changed its nuclear doctrine under Biden, who's being controlled by the Antichrist, Obama. We all know that. All right, and, um, and, uh, uh, you know, anyway, so the 
But what we the United States nuclear doctrine, I'm trying to squeeze this all in in 10 minutes. This is almost impossible. Um, uh, the nuclear doctrine of the United States was uh, publicly changed worldwide. Okay, they released a, a statement worldwide from the White House that they reserve the right to use nuclear weapons in an offensive uh, uh, maneuver f- for any reason that they dis- deem a matter of national security. Okay. Okay, so now, uh, as opposed to Russia, the United States of Babylon the Great has announced to the world that we will use nuclear weapons whenever we doggone feel like it. Okay, that, I'm just letting you know that. That is the statement, essentially. All right, and then again, uh, listen to this. This one's uh, from a person who calls What the Media Hides, and it captures in one of the most amazing explosions, and it has... Tiny little explosions all around the expl- – it looks almost like a nuke, but it's not a nuke. What this is is this is an attack from the Russian Federation against a depot in the Ukraine, which, by the way, is storing cluster munitions Okay, from the b- – shape-shifting reptilian that refers to itself as Biden. All right, listen to this. Hold on just a second. Listen to this. This is a big – Big, big, big explosion. Wow, that hurts my ears. Woo! Let me grab the headphone. And there's these little sparkly explosions all inside the smoke. So they know that it's a cluster music uh, munition depot. Anyway, so I'm going to move on forward. Praise God. There's just so much. It's unbelievable. Um, large numbers of Polish and German mercenaries were destroyed in Lvov. Okay, the Russian Ministry of Defense reports that, according to the confirmed data on, on July the 6th, as a result of a group strike of sea-based, long-range precision weapons, a large number of Polish and German mercenaries were destroyed on the territory of the Academy of Ground Forces of the Armed Forces of the Ukraine in Lviv. It says in total about 4,990 foreign fighters were destroyed. All right, next report. Now listen to this. Listen closely. Okay, this is from uh, a, one of those other. I'm getting hooked up on Twitter in my finally tuned Twitter feed with um, uh, some people that do some fantastic deep dive research, which is supporting uh, su- highly supportive uh, it, with empirical information of all of the prophecies, dreams, and visions that we've been playing on this program for the last 20 years. I mean, I'm sorry, 12 years. Praise you, Jesus. Now this report says, according to the Telegraph, which is a fact, you can look it up if you want. Uh, the United States Navy is preparing for war in the Persian Gulf. Well, guess what? Don't forget that uh, the White House just announced that all reserves will be called up. All reserves will be called up. That's a minimum of 3,000 troops. But that the next step is to bring in uh, ex-military. And then the next step after that is conscription. Okay, that is the draft. Okay, so we are on the precipice of World War III breaking out gangbusters. Okay, this particular headline from the Telegraph states, And I quote, the United States Navy is preparing for war in the Persian Gulf. The Iranians just never learned. That's what it says. We know that the Telegraph is a lying media news source, but that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you got to look at the big picture. Okay, they're preparing for war. Now, listen, another report from the Jerusalem Post states report reveals that Iran's if you look, folks, for you, those of you who wish to, if I got to go over time, you can dial into the show. Three one nine five two seven six zero two zero. 319-527-6020 319-527-6020 if you want to hear the rest. 
I might run a little bit over 10. I want to get this stuff out because the news is pouring in so fast I can't keep up with it all. But what I'm about to show you is absolutely a fulfillment of prophecy, that a prophecy from Dr. David O'Rourke in uh, Kenya. Okay, that's where he's headquartered at. Uh, he used to be a, a, he's an actual medical doctor that was called into the service of the Lord a long time ago. But anyway, he saw a vision, a mighty vision uh, of uh, two tactical nukes being shot from the base of an F-16 or F-15, who knows for sure, from the Israeli Air Force. We already know that they're using, okay, we have all the proof here, and I'm going to go ahead and weave it together in these headlines. All right, the Jerusalem Post reports, report reveals Iran's growing threat to the United States, Israel from Syria. It says, according to the following analysis, okay, what part of the United, if you don't know your geography really well, let me, let me just kind of tee it up for you, okay? Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Syria, Iran, they're all bundled together. They wrap around Israel, okay? This is a whole Middle East big darn deal. Now, guess what? Guess who's one of the best friends of the Russian Federation? Look, look to uh, uh, the, you know, the, the behold, behold the red horse, okay? That's already in motion. All right, now um, we've, uh, so, so who's their friends? Okay, Iran, okay, they use, and, and you might say, well, that's proof that Russia's bad and naughty and God, you know, no, that, okay, it, it, the, the global politics are complicated, and, and you know, the, 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 the friend or the enemy of my enemy is my friend, okay, just, don't, just remember that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, okay, so they are, Russian Federation is using Iran as an ally because they have the West to worry about, okay, we've been very, you know, we've got Graham coming right out and saying we need to take out Putin, we need to kill him, we need to wipe out Russia, okay, they're not, they're not being shy about it. This is very public. Okay, so they are gearing up to protect their existence. All right. So anyway, guess what? When we go into the Middle East as Persian Gulf, what is that? Persian. Who's Persia? Who's Persia? Gog and Magog. Okay, the destruction of the Fort Al facility. Think about all of these things. Don't forget what this what this expert. I played it on the other show. I'm going to play it again. It's very important that we remember these things. Hallelujah. Listen to this guy. I'm going to play World it. World War III is going to start sometime this year and extend into 2024. It's pretty much confirmed in the budget of the U.S. government. Every year I go through these budget summaries and I look for essentially changes. Look for things that are odd or stand out. And for those that are new, hi, I'm Timothy. I worked at the Pentagon and on the defense contracting side with companies like General Dynamics, so I typically love looking at the defense budget. You can typically find different investments, but I recall looking at the budget last year. So this is last year's, and I recall that there was $766 billion planned for both 2022 and 2023. That's really odd when you have a 0% increase for a defense budget. But this year's budget plan has changed drastically. So we've got the fiscal year 2024 budget. I've pulled these defense numbers over here to this spread. Remember, they had planned a 0% increase for 2023, and around 2% is pretty normal for increase. They're planning a 10% increase on a multi-billion dollar budget for 2024. Okay, so there you go. A, a Pentagon, ex-Pentagon official who is convinced 
that the numbers that he's pulling down are indicative of an imminent war. Now, I'm going to read this for you. Uh, This is a a repeat of another headline from another obviously trustworthy news source. It says, Israeli F-35s repeat. Now, remember, I just said the word. Israeli, that's the IAF, F-35s repeatedly penetrated Iran's airspace, according to report. While this is no secret to us, we've been reporting on this for quite some time. Okay, this is a stealthy jet, and they wanted to see if it could get past the Russian-Iranian air defenses in order to make it all the way to the Fordow facility, which is very reminiscent of when they blew up the nuclear reactors that were in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. All right, praise God. Well, if that isn't uh, big and bad enough for you and make you say, wow, okay, uh, praise you, Jesus. I'm going to pull this up here. Hold on a second. Control F. Okay. Um, Vision of nuclear there it is okay and i've got to look at the length of time good it's only two minutes and 36 but i'm gonna play Never it. Even oh, no, wait. Whoa, 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 wrong one all right oh darn i do have two of them okay hold on a second here's a roar good one minute 22 seconds listen listen 10, ten years ago Let me tell you about the war coming to Iran. I see He's in two Austria. nuclear missiles strike a nuclear facility. Ich sehe zwei atomare missiles, die eine atomare facility treffen. And that facility is at the foot of a mountain in the desert. Und diese Facilität ist am Fuß eines Berges in der Wüste. And it is in Iran. Und es ist in Iran. And the fire that comes from there. Und das Feuer, das daraus entsteht, is the most historic fire. Ist das historischste Feuer, that the earth has ever lived to see. Das die Erde jemals gesehen hat. Watch out. Pass auf. That the earth has ever lived to see. And those are only tactical news. All right, praise God. And I've also got headlines going back to 2012 where an ex-Israeli IDF general had said that the only way that they would be able to uh, take out the Fordow facility because of the depth underground that it was was using non-conventional, the mother of all bombs, air, 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 thermobaric, none of that would work. They would need to use a nuke. They were very outspoken about that. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Are you seeing how all this fits together? Are you seeing how conscription, 3,000 people being called up by the, the budget being up to 10%? Uh, you know, folks, ow, ow, that hurt my ears. Okay, um, uh, Blog Talk Radio is warning me that we're about we're running out of time. All right, praise Jesus. So anyway, I'm going to see if I can get the rest of these done because I have a feeling we're going to get a deluge of apocalyptic news again by my Wednesday. Hallelujah. And uh, but maybe not. You never know. All right. Again, um, I have uh, I'm not going to play that one. That's too disgusting. But there's more and more evidence coming out right now. Um, and Russia's collecting videos, letting you know, of organ harvesting uh, things that are happening on in on just unbelievably grand. They are uncovering entire facilities where people are being just taken apart, and I, I, I pray in Jesus' name they're not alive at the time, but who knows. All right, um, we have an update from Colonel Douglas McGregor on the... The Ukraine situation. Zelensky is already on the brink of, uh, on the brink due to mass desertion and disobedience to the armed forces of the Ukraine.
according to D- Colonel Douglas McGregor, who was the uh, – top military official under the Trump administration. Zelensky's leadership is being called into question. Ukrainian officers shoot soldiers who refuse to go into battle. There's a huge number of deserters who surrender in whole platoons. Douglas McGregor said in his video blog, we are about to go dark to those who are listening to the live stream, 319-527-6020. But I don't think you have time to dial in. No, you don't. I'm sorry. So anybody who's dialed in, Praise Jesus. Okay, so anyway, again, uh, this goes hand in hand with the report that the Russian Federation took out a remarkable number of uh, Polish and um, other, essentially NATO troops, really, when you think about it. We got the CIA over there. We know that we have American soldiers that are over there, that we got an unbelievable amount of uh, uh, paid military uh, personnel that are over there working. Now we've got Polish soldiers that are trying to join. They tried to take out the bridge between, um, what's the name of that town? I forget. But anyway, they failed. Um, it's getting it's, it's getting heated up, but it's getting heated up because they're breaking all the rules. Uh, Ukraine is gone, according to Colonel Douglas McGregor and, and Scott uh, uh, Ritter, essentially, for all intents and purposes. Uh, but they're bringing in people by the untold numbers uh, from the NATO countries to continue the war. All right. Now, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but there is a uh, video out there on the Internet right now. Now, I can play a little bit of it, but it's in Spanish. I'm going to go ahead and pl- I'll go ahead and play a little bit. All right. Hold on just a second. Now. Before, I'm going to rewind this. Okay, good. Now, what I'm going to tell you is this. This woman is yelling in Spanish, so if you understand Spanish, you're going to hear everything that she's saying. Now, I'm going to try to read it to you, but it's got bad words in it because she's freaking out. This woman has been murdered. Okay, just so you know. She's a, she's a, uh, a Spanish supermodel. Um, yes, K- Sister Kimberly, you You can't call in after the live stream dies, but you can stay connected to the show uh, if you call in before the live stream dies. Okay, so and I I know you're not hearing me right now. It makes me feel bad. Um, uh, Hold on a second. I'll let her know. You have to call in before the live stream dies. Sorry. All right. Praise God. That's over uh, Google Chat. So if you look up J Baptist 777, you can find me and if uh, and you can talk to me and just don't call me bad names. I've had enough of that. But anyway, um, she's freaking out because she was invited and they filmed it. Uh, I guess they didn't realize that she was being filmed at the time, but she's uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play this a little bit. But basically, she saw the Queen of England and the Queen of Scotland. Yes, they still have that. And um, and some other very high uppity ups that were there um, eating people's body parts. OK, so anyway, this is just normal. It's horrible, but it's what they they do, and we all know this, and everything is being disclosed, and, uh, you know, it's it's just, anyway, so she... This was a famous Spanish model who was invited to an Illuminati party. She ran out from everything she had seen. Listen. She says, and the Queen of England, and the Queen of... She's like, they killed a lot of people. Death of that class of humans. 
Get out of here. Get out of here. They ate humans. They ate humans. Okay, well, we already know about what they do. It's very sickening, very disgusting, um, but um, people are catching on, and this is a good thing because as the darkness rises, okay, the satanic darkness of the end times rises, more and more people are going to cry out to Jesus, all right? Uh, FedNow has officially launched, all right? FedNow is now at 35 banks. I know this is pretty creepy. This is in the United States of Babylon the Great. A lot of people are unaware of it, but it is a pilot. Okay, FedNow is now being piloted, according to Axios, at over 35 banks nationwide. J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells, Fargo. Unfortunately, Chase owns my house. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to me? All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm I'm always looking for a chopper or black SUVs in case the Lord decides to take me out. Let, let you know, whatever. All right, praise God. Also, uh, Mastercard has now joined FedNow and is currently involved in testing. And here's a little bit of an audio clip on that. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. MasterCard and the United Nations are joining forces to monitor the carbon effect of your credit card purchases. And then you'll hit your carbon max and it'll stop working. Hey, of course, it's voluntary. All right. I'm not going to, you know, he's going to comment for another, you know, minute or two, but we all kind of already know about it. And then, of course, there was this uh, massive explosion in Johannesburg that shook the bottom, the streets, broke into pieces, cars fell over, and everybody's saying it was some kind of a gas line because they needed a, a story. Nobody knows for sure exactly what did cause it. For all we know, it could have been some kind of vol- volcanic activity for, you know, we don't know. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And of course, every time something like that happens, you have various Christian sources out there that will tell you that it's because they are blowing up the deep underground military bases, uh, uh, you know, and, and angels are down there blowing up the deep underground military bases. I've heard that story so many times, it's enough to make your eyes pop out, but whatever. Uh, it's It's never proven to be correct. Um, anyway, the next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I gotta turn that volume down. That is really crushing my ears. Thank you, Jesus. Here, let me go ahead and make an adjustment. All right, the United Kingdom has three a three story ship to house asylum seekers, and sure enough, they actually have the video of this ship being pulled around by tugs. And it is. It's in fact, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And by golly, it is a three story high, some kind of a apartment building, and they're pulling it around in the water off off the shore of uh, the UK. So if it's anything like um, the Albert Pike letter to Giuseppe Mazzini about the, you know, the things that we're seeing happening in France, uh, which is just awful, just horrible uh, with the Muslim uprisings and things like that. If if that's what this is leading to and they're going to dump it on the shores of the UK. um, Oh, my, 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 my. I can't even imagine. Oh, and by the way, they're announcing now that Florida is secretly being cloaked in toxic chemicals. So it's, uh, you know, um, I'm glad I don't have to go outside an awful lot, but it says, uh, and why is that? Because now, because of our you know, because of the entity that refers to itself as Bill Gates, uh, is poisoning, you know, he's using the same type of bioweapon technologies that were being uh, worked on in the bio labs, the many, 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 I think, what did they say, 33 or 30 or something like that over in the Ukraine? And they've already proven. I mean, Russia's can't pulled the information out. They've gone to the United Nations. Nobody was paying any attention. That's because they don't care. And um, 
they already have um, drones that uh, have containers, and they dropped. They dropped some of these poison mosquitoes onto a group of folks, uh, as I played on the show a couple of shows ago, up in Maryland. Well, guess what? They, they dropped malaria mosquitoes all over Florida, and now they're dro- dropping toxic chemicals to stop the malaria all over Florida. Now, I could play the bit, and the guy's going to talk about how deadly the poisons are, but at the end of the day... Uh, Welcome to the end times. All right. So uh, I'd rather deal with a flying ant that bites me than half of the stuff that we're getting poisoned with out over here right now. And, oh, by the way, i got to share this with you. For those of you that are listening to a podcast version of the show and you haven't been cut, cut off from the live stream, it makes me feel bad, but I'm, but I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And I know I could get cut off any second now, too, because I'm in an OT. But um, I wanted to let you know that the zero water 10-cup filter – in the picture is amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Um, the filters are not cheap, but they shouldn't be cheap considering how heavy they are and how effective they are. Th- listen, check it out. So I, I use a portable ice maker upstairs by my office because I got to work fervently all day long and I don't have time to run up and down the stairs for ice water and I drink a lot of ice water. Well, anyway, this thing is amazing. I lose ice makers like they only last a couple of years. And the reason is because the water is so full of iron down here. It's just absolutely heavy, heavy, heavy water and probably full of all kinds of other toxic poisons, of course. Well, anyway, I got this thing and I opened up the scientific specifications from the lab reports. It's like filters out like 99% of all evil. It's amazing. When it says zero water, I I know I sound like I'm doing a pitch and I'm going to get it. No, I'm just telling you because it's my experience. I get this. I used to always have this orange film, this orange crust, and it would like start to uh, take over the, the portable ice maker. And then eventually it would clog the little tube where it sucks the water up so that you could get ice made, right? And then you got to get rid of it. Because there's nothing you can do to fix it. And anyway, bottom line is, problem solved. The zero water filter is amazing. And it even has a thing where you can pull it to the end of the, uh, the uh, whatever table you have it sitting on. And you can fill up your squeezy with a little push button, which is just so awesome. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you because it was such a remarkable find. Okay, and then, of course, the, uh, the last big headline is, uh, as tensions boil, thousands of protesters march in self-styled pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So we got things boiling over in Jerusalem, as always. But according to, just to give you an idea, this is just one half of a page of headlines I could not squeeze in tonight, all things considered. So I don't think I'll have any problem at all doing shows by myself on the days that I need to. Um, but um, so let's see here. Uh, i got to pick some of these out. Putin and Poland plans to form coalition with NATO to directly intervene, seize land in the Ukraine. That's one headline. This is uh, your 15, how your 15-minute cities were going to work. And, oh, by the way, they have them uh, already. Uh, they're cardening them off with steel. Uh, I forget what they call them, but they're these steel things that pop up out of the And you got to do facial. They're doing it all over the UK right now. Okay, uh, CDC. CDC confirms COVID vaccinations caused a shocking 338 times increase in cancers and AIDS. Okay, but of course, you know, it's like no one's, you know, it's like Glenn Beck says. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. 
Uh, another one, top economists, central bankers are planning CBDC currency implants under your skin. Now, I still believe, because the Bible says I'm a literalist, and the Bible says it's a mark. And they, besides, they need to be able to see who has it and who doesn't have it. So I, I strongly believe that, yes, it's going to probe under your skin because it needs to be able to communicate with the antennas. The 5G antennas will communicate with your DNA through the graphene oxide injections, and then uh, they will be able to, uh, through the mark of the beast, you would, you know, of course, that you wave your hand and then pay for stuff, okay? And if you don't have that, you won't have your digital ID. The phones ultimately will no longer work that way. It'll be what they put on your hand. It will be an, ele- I believe with all of my heart, it's going to be an electronic tattoo that also reaches under the skin and communicates with the blood or the antenna from the graphene oxide. All right, praise God. I'm pretty sure Joy Pugh would agree with me on that one. All right, next one up, top economists, central bankers. Okay, there we got that one. New York City to pay $13 million, 10000 each to the arrested BLM protesters. That's what the guy was complaining about. Rulers push for mRNA. A vaccine patches to be mailed directly to people's homes. Lovely of them. How about that? Not about not good enough that they're injecting, they're coating all of our vegetables, they're injecting our meat. I got myself a really, really strong, what do they call it? Iridium magnet. It's like a super magnet. It's like in a disc and you can hold, you can put it up against a piece of meat. And if it sticks to the meat, Warning. Okay, and then it uh, it just keeps on going. Deadly heat claims uh, many deaths at 44 degrees Celsius. We're talking, you know, that's like 115 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. This is some pretty seriously bad stuff. Um, 16 people injured in North Carolina because of the EF3 tornado. I hope that they were, I don't know, but um, I hope that wasn't connected to, but anyway, uh, the list just goes on and on. I mean, Michigan residents stunned by the largest hailstorm they've ever seen uh, in Davidson, Islamic jihad terrorist attack worshipers on Joseph's tomb. Are you hearing me here? Okay, North Korea threatens nuclear retaliation over the United States display of military forces. Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter, it's his sister, look out. These things are all coming to pass. All the things that we've been talking about, all the prophecies, the dreams, the visions, our Father speaks, Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God does nothing without first revealing it through his servants, the prophets. And make no mistake, prayer is a ministry. Prayer is to be taken seriously. We call down heaven's power, heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we've got time. I don't know how much. It don't look like an awful lot. But we got time. Thank you, Jesus to pray for the lost and to really lean in. And if you can speak in tongues, it bypasses the attempts of the darkness to try to stifle your prayers and hinder them. All right, speak in tongues. Hallelujah. And folks, it's time, man. I mean, we are getting so close right now. Uh, words simply cannot describe, okay? And so I, I just uh, praise God for the opportunity to be able to share these things with you, to get you excited, to help you to understand that we have come to a time where we really need to buckle up and, uh, you know, lean in on our prayer time for our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, everybody, thank you again for joining us tonight. It is now Sunday, July the 23rd. I hope I'm able to get to sleep because I'm pretty pumped from all this news. Uh, And uh, uh, let me see here. Um, Oh, and uh, we will see you this Wednesday, 7 p.m., Probably with just as much creepy apocalyptic news. But, folks, this is good news. Jesus said, watch ye therefore. Watch and pray. You got to know your Bible. 
all of it, all of it, or you're going to, you know, miss stuff. All right. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. So God bless you all. We'll see you Friday. I'm sorry, Wednesday night at 7 p.m., Lord willing.
Children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. 